WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio presents the All-Star Catholic High School Football Game of the Week. Sponsored by Ziegler Nissan of Gurney. Good evening, everybody. This is Joe May, assisted by Father Michael Leitner and Mark Curran at Carmel Catholic High School in Baker Stadium, where the Notre Dame Dons of Niles, Illinois, are going to take on the host Carmel Corsairs of Mundelein. Welcome to the game. We are uh, looking for a 7.30 start to the game. Right now we're seeing the sophomore game finish up. There's about 17 seconds left in the game. And we will, we will be with you a couple minutes before game time. This broadcast is brought to you by Ziegler Nissan of Gurney, who is proud to sponsor this Carmel Catholic football game. We wish good luck to the, the Corsairs on this season. And if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 is here to help. They're easy to find. They've just started construction on, on their new state-of-the-art facility, which is coming soon. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 or online at ZieglerNissanGurney.com. We have a special night tonight. We're featuring and honoring some of our first responders. So we have quite a troop of local police officers, sheriffs, and firefighters from some of the Lake County communities. And as always, we, we certainly pray for them and, and, and wish them well in serving us. And Gracias past the lynches. Yes, incomplete. Earlier this week, uh, Mark Curran had a chance to meet with Coach Andy Bitto, Carmel Catholic's coach, on this week's edition of Huddle Up. We bring you to Mark Curran and Andy Bitto. It's time for Huddle Up on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. As we prepare for kickoff of the All-Star Catholic High School Football Game of the Week, we take you inside the game, talking with coaches and players about faith, football, and the keys to achieving greatness both on and off the gridiron. Hi, I'm Mark Curran, your host of Huddle Up on WSFI 88.5 Antioch. And this is the program where we st speak with the head coach of Carmel Catholic High School, Andy Biddle. Coach, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for coming out and seeing me again. Coach, uh, I want to talk about our opponent this week, the uh, Notre Dame. But uh, before that, let let's uh, roll back the clock to uh, last week's game against St. Viator and talk a little bit about that. It was a great game from a spectator sport, just a disappointing outcome, obviously, with a 17-10 loss. What are your thoughts on it? Well, games like that kind of age you about five years in a weekend. It was a long weekend for me, and Viators is our, our biggest rival. But in terms of, uh, you know, conference picture, playoff picture, you, we put ourselves behind the eight ball by not uh, coming out with a victory there, unfortunately. And I, I've been saying this, I say this all the time, football games really come down to five plays. And, um, you know, they made a huge play at the end of the game when we thought we were going to get into overtime. The kid uh, slips through and runs a 60-yard uh, reception down the sidelines to win the game. It was uh, quite shocking and frustrating all at the same time. Yeah, we played pretty well. Uh, defense looked great. You know, like you said, they scored with a minute left in the ball game. And uh, 
We almost had the quarterback in the backfield, and then it looked like the... Uh... Yeah, it's, it's one of those you know, surreal things. I'm standing right there. I thought we had the kid sacked. Then we had double coverage on the kid, and he catches it, steps over our defender, and runs for a touchdown. It's like, I couldn't believe it was actually happening. I'm, I could have tripped him. I should have tripped him. Yeah, what kind of a Woody Hayes moment. Yeah, just tackle <laughs> you know, him. Yeah. So those that have never played football can't understand that mindset, <laughs> but I, I totally get it, and... Uh, um, I, you know, it, it was it was a tough loss. I was uh, broadcasting, and I don't. We'll have to listen to the podcast, but I'm, I know I'm screaming, like bleep certain things out. Or? I was just, you know, I, I lost. Well, I good thing Mike was down on the sidelines. You definitely have to bleep yeah. stuff out there. Yeah. So, um, but we played well, and, and Bider is a good ball club. And um, well, that's where our league is. If we, you have to, you have to win games in our league. You can't expect to just, you know, other teams to roll over. So we're in the same boat this week against Notre Dame, and we will be the rest of the year. These are all the all games that are, I think teams are even. We can win them, but we could also we could also uh, we don't win the five plays. Three out of the five plays, we're in trouble. Right. So Notre Dame comes in with a record of four and one, and we're two and three at this point. Um, they beat. Uh, I think their one loss was to Bennett Academy, which mm-hmm. is also a good ball club. Mm-hmm. So, what do we know about Notre Dame? Well, um, over the last couple of years, they had a real nice quarterback, and they threw the ball over the place. Now they decided they're just going to play power football, so they're. You're going to see some wildcat. You're going to see some power football where they got some big linemen and they're going to try to run right at us, which it's easy to defend on the chalkboard. It's not always easy to defend if, if, you're, if their X's are out you know, blocking our O's. But uh, we kind of know what they're going to do. It's not going to be fancy schmancy. Coach Hennessy's a pretty conservative coach for all these years. And uh, we think we know what we're going to get. We just we we'll have to execute defensively to get the ball back. Offensively, they're they're going to run, you know, what they've always run a four-three kind of college look, and try to present us with eight or nine guys at the line of scrimmage and force us to throw the ball. So Notre Dame, uh, go back a handful of years, was kind of a doormat of the conference. The most recent half dozen years or so, they've been one of the stellar programs. Well, we we beat them seventeen times in a row. Up till last year, then we lost. They won the conference last year. We lost the last game of the year down here, but we've kind of had their number, good or bad. So either way, though, the games are always close. You know, we beat them ten to eight. We've beaten them twenty four twenty one, twenty one twenty. You know, over the years, it's always been close games. So we anticipate that it's going to come down to those five plays again. Yeah, and um, so Notre Dame's here. It's law enforcement week, which is a nice uh, tribute. Law, actually, first responder week with a tribute to uh, police and fire. So that'll be a little bit of pregame festivities, and it's you know a nice uh, gesture by Carmel Catholic. Tough thing to do, you know, in today's world to take a stance one way or another because you have you know, a, a group of protesters that try to demonize law enforcement. And then you say something good about uh, law enforcement. Somehow some would infer that that's a racist. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've gotten to a really crazy. Yeah, well, uh, somehow statistics don't matter sometimes to some people. But I think that with it, um, just think what our society would be like if we didn't have proper law enforcement, we didn't have firefighters willing to run into buildings to save people. So um, I think just like... Like, just like the classroom teacher, there are a lot of times they go uh, unnoticed unless there's a crisis. And um, um, I think we, we should do more of it. We should do more right. of praising of these kind of type of people. There, you know, I I I think that you know 
the pensions and stuff like that. I think it's real important for to take care of our firefighters and our police officers. So uh, it's, a, it's a valuable expense to the community. And we want to honor them um, Friday night. No, thank you, Coach. Yeah, I mean, I worked in the Cook County State Attorney's Office for a couple of years, and most of the uh, off, or large percentage of the office was graduates of Catholic high schools and got to know a lot of law enforcement and fire in that uh, time down there. And basically it seemed like everybody had graduated from a Catholic high school. A lot of times it was Catholic high school jeopardy, you know, when, you, when you'd when you run into somebody. So it, it's all a big, it kind of shows the community. Just getting back to uh, this week's Well, that's, that's the whole thing of service, you know. You know, Catholic schools, you're drawing do service to others and that's really if you're going to do a profession teaching firefighting police what other what other great services are there other than social work and things of that nature so it kind of goes back to the mission of the catholic church thank you so much for for saying that and recognizing it so getting ahead to this week's game uh rondell jameson again is out and he'll be out for the probably the rest of the season uh what are we looking at in terms of uh substituting our star player and, and changes that we'd make to make up for that loss well you know it, it'd be like losing you know in our scenario it'd be like losing Walter Payton you have 25 carries you know you're going to give touches to a guy who is going to get four yards minimum and big plays maximum and you can see in our two our victories this year and even our, our losses Rondell makes big plays and sets up great field position and, and scoring opportunities um that being said, we've got to distribute the ball between three guys. So instead of 25 for one, we got to take those uh, carries and split them up between the three. And I think we did a pretty decent job of it the other night. Um, we're more of uh, an off-tackle perimeter team. We're going to be a counter team, reverse team. But it's all based out of the option. So if we can run the option and they don't stop, we're going to keep doing that. Um, however, uh, you know, when you got Rondell, can break a tackle at the line of scrimmage and go 40 yards. That's a nice thing to have, and that's not a to put down to any one of our other kids. It's no. hard. It's hard to do when you got a special player like that. Um, you don't know how how much you you, you need him or you you rely on him when he's not available to play. And it, it's it's the way football is. It's heartbreaking, but that's the way life is. We were talking about that before we got on the air. It's it's um, it's, it's a part of the deal, and it's good for our kids to have to deal with it. I mean, that's part of growing up. And, you know, this last week's game, Zaire Barnes had a couple of really nice runs. Miles um, had a nice run or two. It's tough to get him in open field because he's a little bit smaller sized probably. Um, but when he does, he's, he's as fast a kid as there is. And then Tariq uh, played well for his first start, Tariq Abrams. So um, we'll probably see a lot of those. Yeah, and, mix it and, it, and, it, and it's it's – probably unfair but it all comes down to jeremy our quarterback he's got to distribute the ball and he's got to make good decisions in the yeah. running game and the throwing game and and i think that we have the backs that can to um, overcome not overcome but to fill in the gaps that rondell's uh, is going to leave behind since he's injured and those guys up front they don't oftentimes get the credit but that's really the, the, a key and a huge huge key if yeah they, they need holes john's fire looks like a workhouse course out there you know on the center and the, and the others it um garden it, tackle has yeah. done a nice job yeah i i, I think uh um I think in any in any setup, other than the quarterback making the decisions, you got to win the line of scrimmage, and so that's going to be always a challenge, especially in our league. Uh, teams are so dynamic in the offense and defensive lines. So, what do you say to the guys? You know, they, 
uh, had, it looked like you know we, we had momentum, we might win, and, and uh, then a dagger right at the end of the game. There's a tendency to get dejected, and then to have carryover into the next week. How do we? Prepare? Well, you, just, you know you don't like to be in those positions, but unfortunately, uh, and luckily we haven't been in those positions a lot over the last 19 years. But uh, we get into a, 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 the season's always a roller coaster, and you I'd look at them and say, "Listen, life's not fair. If life was fair, Rondell would have his foot. If life was fair, my mother and father would still be alive. You know, life's not fair. You got to get you got challenges in your life. You got to deal with them. And how do you deal with them? Do you deal with them by pointing fingers? Or do you deal with them by?" figuring out a way to get better at what you're doing and uh, learning your position more and, you know, playing a little bit harder. And I think uh, that's a great life lesson for all of them. And in context of football, you know, football winning and losing is, is uh, in a high school football game, is certainly a, uh, is a big deal to us because we're in it. But the, which, the, the grand scheme is to be able to, to learn from it as we go forward uh, for the rest of our lives. So, Coach, um, you know, one other thing that played into last week's game was a a couple of uh, uh, touchdowns that were called back. And talking with you prior to the broadcast today, you were saying that they were good calls. And uh, I appreciate your your being able to say that. yeah, I think I think when you lose a game, it's easy to blame other people. And I, <laughs> both those calls are legitimate calls. There have been games where what, there's questionable calls, and you know I've talked to the refs about it, but I wouldn't bring that up in public anyway. But in this in this instance, both of them were legitimate calls. And uh, but that's not what lost the game for us. It's us not executing when we got on the two yard line. Uh, we got inside the forty in the second half three more times, two more times. We didn't even get a field goal. And so that's what lost the game, and then the big play at the end of the game. You got to be alert and try to manage the game so you get into overtime or get the ball back so you have a chance to kick field to win it. And we didn't. So um, the reality is we have to play better, and I think that's a healthy way to deal with it. Um, look at look at it ourselves and figure out a way we can generate the generate the energy and the uh, you know expertise through repetitions to uh, to execute it when it matters. Coach, we're looking forward to this week. We're hoping for a Carmel victory. We'll be playing uh, Notre Dame, as we said before, and that uh, one of the alumni of Notre Dame High School is Pat McCaskey of uh, WSFI Radio. Pat, we're wishing that you don't have any luck this week, and the luck is for the Corsairs. Good luck, Coach. The Institute on Religious Life presents Vocation Harvest on WSFI 88.5 FM. Catholic Radio. I'm Sister Kathleen Sinclair. I'm a Sister of Charity of the Blessed Virgin Mary on our mother houses in Dubuque, Iowa. I came upon my vocation throughout my life. So when I was young, because my grandmother was taught by BVMs in grade school and high school, and my mother was taught by BVM sisters in grade school, high school, and college, there were BVM sisters who used to come and visit the family all the time. And when they would come and visit my mother in particular, she was a music major, so the sister who was her voice professor used to come over to the house and they would sit at the piano and sing songs and have a great time laughing and joking. And so when I was really young, the happiest people I had ever met were BVM sisters. I ended up going to a public high school and then off to a state university. And while I was at the state university, 
I was involved in a very active Newman Center. And so one Lent, I actually decided for Lent to spend that time doing a discernment about whether or not to enter religious life. At the end of that discernment in Lent, I decided not to enter religious life, and I decided to go on and do a master's degree in college campus ministry. And so I did that, got my degree, and then started doing campus ministry at DePaul University in Chicago. And it was while I was at DePaul University, having spent my life really experiencing the church through the liturgies and the sacraments, that I experienced running the Christian service programs there and the and teaching on Vincentian spirituality, I just really experienced the call of God through service to others and decided that if I was really going to do that, which I wanted to do, it needed to be a life vocation. And so at that point, after I had served in campus ministry at DePaul and then took two years to do year-long volunteer programs, one with the Dominicans and one with the BBMs, then in the end, I discerned to enter the BVM congregation. And so it's been a very blessed experience for me, and I just finished celebrating my Silver Jubilee, which is 25 years of religious life. And it's a great life, and it is a life that brings people tremendous joy and much happiness. This has been Vocation Harvest on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about the religious life, visit religiouslife.com. So welcome back to WSFI 88.5 FM Antioch, and I'm joined once again with Coach Andy Biddle, head football coach for Carmel Catholic High School. I'm Mark Curran, your host. And also uh, joining us now is Zaire Barnes, uh, who's uh, running back for Carmel Catholic, and he is the WSFI Player of the Week. Coach, could you tell us about Zaire and why you chose him? Well, actually, um, this uh, probably his main position is our strong safety and outside linebacker. Um, this year, we pressed him into playing. He's such a good athlete, and we pressed him into playing halfback as well, and he's, he's excelled at that, too. He's got great hands. He's very coachable. Um, uh, obviously, great stamina because he's playing both ways. And uh, But he's just a, that's a true uh, good teammate and um, honest, uh, faithful person. Yeah, Zaire, you carry yourself with a lot of humility. That's the way he walks around, Coach, huh? not uh, chest out, pushing people into lockers and, uh, hey, I'm a football star. That's not him at all, huh? Absolutely not. Matter of fact, my son just transferred here this year, and he um, was at Munline. He has some learning differences. He's as Asperger's, which is a form of autism, and uh, he was able to come to school here, and Zaire and a couple other players have really taken him under his wing, and he is in love with Zaire. He thinks he's his best friend in the world, and, and at, at Mundelein, he had a hard time socially making friends, and here, Zaire and a bunch of the guys have really, um, really have brought him into being a Carmel guy, and I cannot thank him enough for that, for sure. My wife cries every day. She's so happy. It's awesome. Yeah, Zaire, my boys went to public schools uh, up until Carmel as well, so what was the transition like, and what has Carmel meant for you? Um, a pu- going to, going from a public school to a private school was a was a big difference. In making new friends, um, coming on a new team with new kids was very different. Um, uh, coming at the academic wise was a little rough too because private school is much more harder than public school. Um, there's also religion classes that I had to take, which I didn't take in middle school, which was kind of rough too in the beginning. 
but making new friends was a good journey for me, especially the football team. Yeah, we're so glad that you're here because you are, uh, as Coach said, not just a great individual, but you're also a good football player. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, the, the, you, you like having those theology classes and, and discussions about uh, our faith and what have you? Yeah, it's really nice because, you know, it reflects on how other people think of the Lord and how it refers to the world and how other people don't, don't follow the Lord and how it really reflects on their their character and their personality and how they hold their heads up and how they treat others around them. Exactly, because football is really kind of a uh, somewhat of a dichotomy in the sense that you're out there on the field and it's a really a brutal game and, and you know, I, if you're uh, worried about getting injured or what have you, then you're going to get injured. <laughs> so you, you need to turn it on, and you need to be a rough, tough, you know, guy. That when you hit that hole, you lower the shoulder, and, and you're going to knock that guy on his on his back. And um, then you know, as you get off the football field, there's the transition to being, uh, you know, a loving disciple of uh, of Christ, huh? Yeah. Do you find, ever find that transition? Is it a natural one, or or how does it work for you? Um, it is kind of natural. I mean, it's just a game. At the end of the day, it's just a game. I mean, we got, and during the game, it's brutal. But at the end, we're all playing, and we're all same, good people and just playing the game, just for the fun of it. Yeah. You know, one thing that I like about just a little bit of time that I get to spend around Carmel football is how you all are able to tell each other that you love each other and that, you know, there's that word is is put out there quite often. You know, Coach does it, as does, um, you know, you, you to each other. And, um, you know, from a hyper-masculine environment that a football team is, it would be unusual. It would seem unusual to many people, but it, it's not at Carmel, is it? No, yeah, not so much. We all kind of come together as a family, and we just want try to be like the big, not brother, but like we want to show people that we we not only bad people on the field, but we care and love for people around us, and we play for the game for them and. We show when we like, for example, when we if when we win our games, they we pray with our student section. Like that's a big deal for us. That's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. So last week, you know, you had I thought you had a great game. Coach did as well. Obviously, selected you and uh, hit that hole, and you were gone. And a nice long touchdown run that got called back, and another run got called back. Uh, how is that for you when when you're the points go up on the board and then they're taken away. Um, you know, it is frustrating, but I know the team is also frustrated that they messed up, especially the individual. Um, I, I'm i not the one to say, oh, why are you taking my touchdown away? I'm the one to say, all right, let's get it going again. Let's get this touchdown squunched in. And um, for it to happen twice in, twice in one game, that's just unlucky. It just happens. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, football is never a game of finger pointing. It's you know, how can we make it better, and and you know, we win as a team and we lose as individuals, right? Okay. So, uh, I, I never played the position. Coach did, but let me ask from your uh, perspective, what is it like? You know, you, you're running, you got the ball, and then you you see a hole, and, and you know, what's going, what goes through the head then? 
Um, well, when you really want to see the hole, you you well, I, what I think is um, you really want to hit it. So you try to run as fast as you can to hit it, and you want to protect yourself because you who knows who's going to try to hit you. And um, when you're when you're looking at the end zone, it's just like, wow, I'm really about to score, and you kind of get spaced off, and sometimes you get tripped up, which sucks. But you just gotta keep running and keep running as fast as you can. Yeah, what we coach running backs basically we we get him to an aiming point. So you get to an aiming point, then you find the the blocker's hips, and you run to his hips. And then after that, it's. I call it, you know, five for the team yeah. and the rest for me. So then you got athletic kids, you get an aiming point, you ride the block, and then, then they go wherever they want to go. Yeah. Uh, Rondell was really good at that, and Zaire's starting to pick that up too. Yeah. Well, you're a strong kid. You got big shoulders, and you're fast. He's a fast kid as well, huh? Yeah, he's real fast. And you, you can see, you know, we were talking earlier, you can see why who wouldn't recruit him. You know, right. you, you spend all the money on your uh, college recruiting stuff. You don't have to. Just have the kid come in and talk to you. I'd recruit him right away. Not only is he a good athlete, he's a solid person. And so um, that's the kind of kids we're trying to produce at Carmel. And for the most part, uh, yeah. it starts from the families. And we just, we're an extension of that. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. And so um, you do have a couple colleges looking at you, as, as Coach said. and. Uh, are you excited about that, or is it? it it's hard to look ahead when you got a, a game ahead of you and you got a lot of a season left. Well, the pressure's off. I mean, yeah. he's already got two Division One scholarships from Central Michigan and Toledo, so everything else is gravy now. So he can just relax and play yeah. football. He doesn't have to worry about that. There are a lot of kids that don't get in that situation this quickly, so he can develop his game without having to worry about his school being paid for. Right. Central Michigan's been on national TV a couple times already this year, and they've looked awfully good. Do you get a chance to watch? them yeah i'm a big fan of college football i've been watching for a couple of years um there's some really cool schools and it's just a great feeling to be recruited by a couple of them yeah so notre dame you got a, a big game coming up this week and you know they're all must wins and you can't i know the coaches one played at a time one game at a time we don't look ahead we have to stay in the moment and so i, I you don't want to do that but um you're looking ahead a little bit to the game so that uh, you're uh, anticipating success? Yes, um, we're, we're, we're really working hard with the new practice schedule coach put together. Um, I think everybody enjoys the practices now. We've been working hard, it's much more fast paced, and we just really got to work on playing together as a team. We, all, we I think these lo- past few losses, we've been punching ourselves in the foot. But I think we can come out with it this this week. Yeah, you're fun to watch, I'll tell you that much. And I I have a good feeling about you this week. Um, So, you know, what does your week preparation look like from a personal perspective? What do you do in addition to what, you know, the coach has you doing and and what have you? Um, Well, I... First of all, I come to practice, of course. But after that, I usually try to watch as much film as I can after I do my homework. But um, I try to keep myself healthy by icing up after practice every every day, um, keeping sure my my teammates are ready to go and how they're prepping for the game too. And it's just more of a leadership role. We we film every practice on huddle and we pump it into the kids' personal accounts or personal computers so they can go home after home at homework and watch practice tapes as a matter of fact we kind of require them to do that so we can teach on the run and and, and, uh, kids are such visual learners now it works out pretty good 
Mm-hmm. And you work out still during the season, so you're not getting weaker as, as the season goes on. Yes, uh, we actually partner with BFT, and they've been doing a great job keeping our team physically fit and ready to go for the games. We lift three times a week. So um, one of the fun things, I think, during the um, football season is that you have a Thursday night dinner at a different uh, house every week and what have you. Have you enjoyed those meals? Yeah, they're always awesome. They're always fun to go to. It's just so funny seeing all the linemen go uh, sprint off the field and get to the cars and be the first ones to the house so they can get as much food as they can. It's just funny. Do you have a big appetite? Yeah, but... Not like them. No, not them. It's crazy how much they eat or they can't eat. Right, exactly. And that's something that's very big in our faith is sharing, breaking bread and sharing a meal. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a beautiful thing. Um, So just I want to kind of wrap this up with regards to uh, your faith and your faith walk and what have you. And tell us how... You know the Lord is uh, He's been there for you. You know during your time at Carmel and on the football field. If you can give us a personal. Um, well, not many people know this, but my brother he's been he's been hurt many times. Um, he's been had many concussions. Which can, yes, yeah. which can been could have gone worse for him. And just watching the Lord do His work and just keep him on the field and let him be be able to play football is just a blessing because I know He loves the game. For me personally, I haven't really gotten hurt as bad, knock on wood, but um, <laughs> it was, um, it's a real blessing. Before every game, I always pray before I go on to special teams and get on the field, but he's always been there for me. Well, Zaire, we're going to pray for you, buddy, Thank and you. Uh, we wish you great luck and great success this week, and let's go Corsairs. Let's get a win, all right? All right. All right, buddy. This has been Huddle Up on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Up next, it's the starting lineups and kickoff, right after these messages. Are you enjoying this WSFI local program and want to share it with others? Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org and click on Listen, Then Programming. That's WSFI Catholic Radio, Listen, Then Programming. WSFI is on social media. Follow us on Twitter at WSFIFM and like us on Facebook by searching for WSFI Catholic Radio. Hello, I'm Bill Wennington from the Church. All right. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to tonight's All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI out of Antioch, 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Tonight's matchup, we're featuring the Carmel Catholic Corsairs, the hosts against the Notre Dame Dons of Niles, Illinois. Tonight should be an interesting matchup. Over the last two decades, Carmel has dominated this rivalry, and only last year, after 17 consecutive victories, the Dons rolled over Carmel. Should be an interesting matchup tonight. Notre Dame comes in with a 4-1 record. The Corsairs, after a heartbreaking last-minute loss last week to St. Vider, stand at 2-3. and I'm being joined here by Mark Curran, who will be the play-by-play announcer, and Father Mike Leitner, uh, who is a former college football player himself. Father, any thoughts about tonight's game? Well, it looks like a great matchup today. Um, 
some big kids on the offensive line, defensive line. It should be uh, something to watch tonight. Uh, looking at the records so far, um, it will be that matchup that hopefully takes us to the end of the ballgame. Uh, instead of, you know, the blowout in the beginning, hopefully uh, Carmel can stay with them. 4-1 and one coming in. Uh, I think Carmel's got some catching up to do today, but uh, we're looking for a great ball game here at home with the support of all the first responders, the police officers from the area, the sheriff's department. We had uh, Pat McCaskey on the field uh, doing the flip uh, from the Chicago Bears and Mark, our own Mark uh, down there, who's the sheriff of the region here, uh, also out there as a first responder. Um, and he was uh, kind of representing all his officers and all the police force and first responders here um, on scene at the football game. When I came in, all I seen was blue lights. It was it was a wonderful feeling. I thought I found pro- I was protected, and it was uh, it's a safe place, probably the safest place in the county tonight. Uh, I was hoping I wasn't get, getting pulled over myself, <laughs> which is always a, a hairy experience. It's great that Carmel does this, the Carmel community featuring and, and honoring those first responders who day in and day out do things that the normal person can't really do. Well, I tell you what, I as a priest, I minister to a lot of law enforcement. And, you know, I always tell them, I said, you, you see what I hear in the confessional. And it's, it's a struggle out there because we're seeing a lot of emotionalism uh, throughout the United States and a lot of situations they go into, they're not briefed about, and they don't know what the other person is feeling or what they're going to do. So uh, it's one of the toughest professions uh, in the United States right now. They're getting pounded through the media. Uh, but, you know, we love our cops because they are the front line of, of all the people that, that protect us and they keep us safe. So we've got to pray for our officers. We've got to pray for our first responders, all those that go on scenes of accidents and shootings and these things around the country. That's so true. And, and not that this is a parallel, but the adversity that they face day in and day out is some adversity that Carmel's been facing. You know, two weeks ago, they lost their star running back, Rondell Jameson, and they're going to have to muster up everything they possibly can in order to compete against the Dons tonight. The Notre Dame program is on the rise. They won the conference last year, the East Suburban Catholic Conference. They're 4-1 and one this year, and they've rolled over four of their five opponents, averaging about 25 points a game. Carmel, on the other hand, is a program that is in question right now. Their, their option offense has been struggling. Their defense has stiffened when they need to, but they're going to have to try to get a couple turnovers tonight in order to do battle against the Dons. Well, I think, you know, when whenever you're struggling on offense, you got to have those playmakers kind of step up and make a play. Uh, you know, one play, 15, 20, 30 yards, you make a catch, uh, you pick up a fumble, you make a big play in a game, it turns around the momentum of a game. And I think that the playmakers really have to come out and, and really take charge of the game for Carmel. Otherwise, they could be overwhelmed. But we're hoping not to see that. I would, I would like to see a game tonight where it goes down to the wire, that they're in the game in the fourth quarter, because those are always the games that are fun to watch and, and fun to uh, commentate as well, because uh, you got a lot of action on the field. Do you like the idea of supporting our local Catholic high schools and their sports programs? Consider sponsoring these broadcasts. WSFI 88.5 FM will market your organization during the game, and you'd make these games possible to air. Sponsorship packages start as low as $135 per game. We reach up to 1.3 million listeners in parts northern Illinois and southern Wisconsin 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
contact us at info at wsfiradio.org. That's info at wsfiradio.org or call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. We are uh, about two minutes from kickoff here. The band's still on the field. It's in a downpour right now, and and, uh, Mark has just joined us for the play-by-play. We a couple minutes, we're going to start off here with Notre Dame and Carmel Catholic High School in a battle uh, for that conference uh, dominance. We see four and one with Notre Dame and and also uh, I think it's two and three with Carmel here. And uh, we're going to pause here for the national anthem. Now, uh, we are standing, gentlemen, please take off your hats for our current anthem. Executive Board Vice President Lauren Caparelli will lead the Carmel Catholic community in blessing our first responders. Let us all please extend our hands the blessing towards the North Enfield, where our first responders and other special guests are gathered tonight. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Blessed are you, Lord, God of mercy, who through your Son gave us a marvelous example of charity and the great commandment of love for one another. Send down your blessings so generously devote themselves to helping others. Grant them courage when they are afraid, wisdom when they must make quick decisions, strength when they are weary, and compassion in all of their work. When the alarm sounds and they are called to aid both friend and stranger, let them faithfully serve you in their neighbor. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Lady of Mount Carmel, pray for us. Please remain standing and hold our hearts in silence for the performance of our national one of the most beautiful sounds ever you know that national anthem is a football player that really gets you jacked up and ready to play what do you think mark oh it's a you know it's a rainy night and uh 
for the fair weather, they may not make it out here, but for us hardy souls, I mean, it's awesome. It's just, uh, the band is great, and, and the field looks awesome, and uh, just a beautiful ceremony, uh, pre-game ceremony, and, and Father Mike, I'm, I'm just really excited to be here with you and how's Joe. It, how's it feel being a law enforcement officer out there and having all those people pray with you and for you? What, what was that moment like? It was great. I mean, you know, I'll tell you, it's uh, the WSFI Player of the Week is a, is a black uh, young man from uh, Mundelein, Zaire Barnes, and uh, attends a, a evangelical church in Mundelein, and, and he was a perfect choice. You know, so it, it's really uh, Carmel is uh, does the right thing. You know, I mean, you have a, a element within our larger society that says to honor police and fire is a racist uh, thing to do, and, and Carmel doesn't buy into that. I mean, they, they recognize the fact that police, uh, although we may not be perfect, the, the job is a very, very difficult job. The lives that they live and the, the toll it takes on family and personal and that they they deserve to be respected, and similarly with the clergy. I mean, that... Well, that's that's definitely true. You're not perfect because you just came out of the rain. You're kind of dripping on here, me here, Mark, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, it's raining here at Carmel yeah. and Mundelein, and, and uh, we got kickoff starting off. Uh, what do you think, Joe? Any thoughts coming into the game here right before kickoff? Well, you know, it's an oddity as we, we look at the field with the Corsairs kicking from the left side of your dial to the right side of your dial to the Dons. Carmel usually kicks off not, or, or receives 90% of the opening kickoff, so so this is uh, a strange one here. The Corsairs need to get a couple turnovers. Notre Dame's offense is, is strong, and they're, they're, they're vital, and, and they're going to have to play some really good defense to keep the Corsairs in the game tonight. Well, here we go, uh, kicking to left to right, and it will be fielded at the four. Uh, run back to the, about the 31-yard line. Um, it's hard to see those numbers tonight. Number one, yeah, uh, number Greg one. Burnett. There, thank you Greg so much. Burnett on the return. They're really difficult to, to read the numbers. The the Dons are, are dressed in, in white pants and white shirts, white helmets, and white numbers with just a little slight trim around the numbers. So it'll be a little difficult to see the, the numbers those making plays tonight. So bear with us if we struggle a little bit with that. We're going to turn this over to Mark for the play-by-play. -play. Mark, you, you got the ball. Okay, Father. Uh, once again... Uh, Notre Dame breaks the huddle, and at quarterback, we've got Tom Drabick. Under, uh, he's in the shotgun position, and a handoff right away. He goes right up the handoff right up the gut, and for about six yards on the carry. Tom Drabick on the carry there, or is that the quarterback? Yeah, Drabick's the quarterback. He handed it off to the the uh, halfback in the backfield, and uh, boy, it's hard to see those numbers. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, that was number eleven, Miles George, a, a run right up the gut. Picked up about six. No once again, Drabik in the shotgun again with George behind him, and it looks like another handoff. Ooh. This time he's snapped up uh, right away. Nick Snarsky on the tackle, and that might be for a loss of a yard or so. Snarsky there shot the gap, and uh, he was right in that three gap and uh, took him down for a loss of about two. What a great play on uh, Snarsky's uh, uh, behalf there. So the ball spotted at about the 35-yard line of uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, uh, 11 minutes uh, 
We're just into this game, a minute gone in the game, and no score. Once again, Drabic in shotgun formation. Trips right, it's looking back to pass. Yeah, roll out and hits, Notre hits his receiver in the flat, taken out of bounds. I think that's Snarski again. That's a great play, actually. Number number uh, number fifty-three for the Corsairs. That was Jimmy Harvey. Jimmy made a, Harvey made a great. So play. they don't create about a third and six situation. Uh, Notre Dame once again at about the 37-yard line. Oh, fourth and down at six. I'm sorry, and they're gonna they're in the punt formation, and we have uh, Tramiel looks. Oh, he almost blocked that ball. Chanel Green back Got it for off. Carmel, and he's gonna let it roll. It's gonna go all the way down to about the uh, Carmel 12-yard line, where they'll have it first and ten. Yeah, that was about a 20-yard roll. Correction on the last play. That tackle. And he was alone, alone and by himself. That was number three, George Curran, making a, a punishing tackle on the Don receiver. So, uh, Coach and, uh, and Father, uh, Notre Dame's uniforms, I mean, I have never seen, <laughs> as, as though the numbers are non-existent. I've never seen numbers that were fainter in terms of their, uh, you know, uh, perception from up here. So here we go, Carmel, uh, with the under center, uh, Jeremy Strutzel. Strutzel with a pitch right away to Tramil. He's Tramil got to the left side, and he's got about 10 yards. Boy, he's a burner. Looks like a gain of about 14, if I read that correct. That That's the way Carmel's going to have to play the game. Get outside on the edges, pin those uh, defensive end in, and get outside and make a play. That was a great run by who was that, uh, Coach May. That was Miles Tramiel, number five. Miles Tramiel, good job getting to the edge. Yeah, Tramiel's got some good speed here. It looks like they're... So here we go. Strutzel once again under center. Uh, barks out the signals and the Carmel in that familiar formation. Zaire Barnes on the oh, left he's side. He broke a tackle. Zaire Barnes is going to go. Let's go, Zaire. He's going 20, the 10, the 5, and Zaire Barnes has taken it all the way. That is the WSFI Player of the Week uh, this week. Zaire Barnes, just an outstanding young man. And, uh, you know. It's official. No uh, no flags on the no play. No flags. That's we a beautiful thing. We got the touchdown thing. sign, and Carmel strikes so first with 9.40 left in the first. That was a well-designed and a well-executed play. Happy to see him get on the board first. That's one of the keys. They need to get on the board first and make Notre Dame chase. And that was off tackle, it looked like. An inside trap. Uh, with that uh, with that uh, option they run, and bam, he hit that seam, and he was out to the edge. Very good job by Carmel. Here's Matt Helen with the extra point. The hold is good, and it's up, and it's through. Carmel is up 7 or nothing. 9.40 left in the first quarter. Carmel Corsairs lead 9 to nothing against Notre Dame. Ziegler Neeson on, of Gurney is proud sponsor this Carmel Catholic football game. Good luck on a great season to the Corsairs. If you were looking for a newer pre-owned vehicle, Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 is here to help. We are easier to find. We've just started construction on our new site. Uh, this It's a state-of-the-art facility that's coming soon. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 or online at ZieglerNissanGurney.com. There's nothing like from a football perspective that you strike first like that, you get the momentum going. Hopefully now Carmel's defense can, can stick them down deep with the kickoff here. Everybody stays in their lanes covering this kick and get their defense on the field and make some plays. 
you know, I may have short-sold the, the Corsair's chances here. <laughs> Carmel, having won 17 of the last 18 matchups against Notre Dame, could have their number. I, I anticipate this is going to be uh, quite the, the grudge match tonight. So here's Matt Helen with the kickoff. Notre Dame's uh, too deep. And here's the kick. It's up. It's to the right nice side kick. of the left side of the field. He darts out on the 20-yard line. Oh, he's, he's not even to the 20. He picked up it at about the 18-yard line. Knocked down right away in a beautiful play and a beautiful tackle. And that was Nick Snarsky. Snarsky again all over the field tonight. I think that's his second tackle of the night. But he's making some plays. We talked about that a little earlier, Joe that they had to have some people rise to the occasion to make some plays to get this Carmel team fired up. And it looks like Snarsky's uh, answering that call. He's certainly ready to go. That was a, a, a fine play by him. An open field for the most part. There's Tom Drabic, uh, and he's in the shotgun formation once again. Hand like off right away and upended after about two yards. Carmel is all over it. Gang tackled. It was their... Uh, they look like they were peeling brown shirts off them, getting up there. Uh, there was three, four people on the tackle. It's hard to tell who got there first. John Ivan. Again, an old huddle uh, offense, and he's under center again. Along with Jimmy Harvey. Drabic, two wide to the left, one to the right. Not a, it's a sweep to the right. Yeah. Got a little room, maybe a gain of one. That was a jet sweep to the Corsair's Corsair defense's down. left. Uh, George Curran on the play, number three, did a great job. He's he's plays cornerback, what is known as bandit in the Corsair's defense. And his number one rule, don't let anyone outside you. He forced that play inside and made the tackle. And here we go with Trebek in uh, shotgun formation. Trebek back to throw, and it's oh. High throw, and they're going to call a pass interference, it looks like. You know, that, Joe, what do you think? That's a pretty tough call. He was going for the ball, incidentally hit the receiver. It's yeah. kind of a tough call right there by the official. Jake DeMarco. Yeah, and it was not a catchable ball, was it? No, it was not. So that's part of the equation when you make that call. They're going to call it uh, pass interference on the defense. Um, and it was a short pass, you know, to the 25, so... It's not going to hurt him too much. I think it's a walk, a walk off of what ten? Down walk off of ten, yeah. And it's an automatic first down. Yeah. The unfortunate thing on that play is Jake Demarco, who was defending the pass, really could have let the receiver catch it. And if he saw that the ball was going to go over his head, there was no reason to make contact there. It was a ticky tack call. Hopefully, hopefully the last of the night for the Corsairs. Yeah, hopefully, not a sign of things to come. Here we go with Notre Dame right up to the line of scrimmage. Drabic in the shotgun. And it's Hand a off little to the halfback, and he's straight up the gut for about 10 yards, the first down for... I don't think Carmel got set there on defense, and I think they were running around a little bit at the snap See of the ball. See where they spot it, but I think it's going to be a first down for Notre Dame. I think you're right, Father. You know, one of the things after a, a play that hurts you like that, you, you might let down your, your guard for a second, and that's what happened there. Once again, Drabic shotgun formation. Another handoff right up the gut, and he's got another half dozen yards. Same play so right after the down. They had previously spotted it at a second and two, and that's going to be a first down as he got about six, seven yards on the carry there. As an offensive lineman, I kind of like this no huddle where you get up from the 
you get up from the ground and you're right there where the ball is, you just put your hand down and go. And it seems like that's what they're doing here with the no huddle. A little smash mouth football. Exactly. So here we go with Drabic in the shotgun formation once again. First Works out ten. the signals. And they're going with the same play, right up the gut again. And this is uh, another few yards. And, uh, about a gain of four. Put them at about second and six. This game is sponsored in part by Salerno's Pizza at 602 Milwaukee Avenue in Libertyville, Illinois, featuring half-price pizza for the Cubs and Bears games. Some say their fam, their old family red sauce recipe is the best in town. For more information about Salerno's, can be found at GoSalerno's.com. Here's uh, Drabic with a handoff left side, and he's around the end. And uh, you got about one gonna, yard. So it'll put a third and three situation. Uh, yeah, third and four. Uh, not a bad run, but couldn't get outside. That linebacker flowed really, really strong to the outside, cut off his pathway, and took him down by the shoestrings. Yeah, this is old-fashioned smash, smash mouth football. Notre Dame is going right at the Corsairs, running ISO plays, which means the fullback is leading the, the halfback into the hole. And here's Drabic in the shotgun formation. Three wide to the right, one to the left. And here's a throw across the middle, and uh, it's complete. Uh, right on the tackle was uh, Zaire Barnes just going both ways and he, he had a chance to pick it but it was a perfect throw Barnes hit him just as the ball got to him I thought that ball might popped up but that was a great job by that receiver holding on to that football it was a little in pattern right over the tight end's position for about 6 or 7 here you go Drabic in the shotgun formation handoff and fullback and it's, he's got about 2 on the carry Met right in the middle with resistance. Two guys took him down. Number 58, uh, I think Ivan, or uh, 59. So Notre Dame is on the march with 6.20 left in the first quarter. Notre Dame has the ball at the Carmel 35-yard line, a second and uh, seventh situation. Drabic once again in the shotgun formation. He's got two in the backfield now, two wide to the right, one to the left. Here we go. Drabic with the handoff to... Uh, Looks like Miles George. Yeah, there. went off left tackle for a couple yards. Looks like they're going to be set with about a third and three, third and two situation. Not going back to the huddle, right to the line of scrimmage. That ball is being dried off every single time. Uh, so it gives a little time to talk in the middle of that uh, no huddle situation here. Looks like four down territory here for the Dons. They're just inside the yeah, 35. Third and four, and here we go. Drabic once again in the shotgun formation. Snap, handoff, and he's going left side, and he's Runs be close. over the cornerback, number yeah. 24. Marco with the tackle. I think that's Marco. He did a real good job receiving that. He didn't get the first down. It looks like it's going to be about fourth and one and a half. Yeah. Uh, here we go, Drabic, and it's fourth and two. And here we go, shotgun formation. Big play, folks. Drabic barking out the signals, and he's looking to the sidelines. Uh, Switching the play, going right to left. He, he switched the fullback to the right side. I think he just switched the play around. And it's right up the gut, and he breaks the tackle, and it's going to be short. Like, it's going to be short. It's going to pend on the spot. Carmel thinks that he's short, and they're sending out their offense, and looks like, yeah, he's short. Beautiful. 4.45 left in the first quarter. Carmel leading 7 and nothing. You're listening to WSFI 88.5 Antioch. That was a great job by the Corsair defense. A little bend but bend but don't break defense. 
stymieing them at the Corsair 29. What a great stop for them. Now, now if they can capitalize on this, they can get Jeremy up 14 Jeremy Strutzel up. right under center. Carmel in their formation. Strutzel with the handoff, and uh, was it Tariq Abrams? Join WSFI 88.5 for the Healing Hole Person Conference on October 28th and 29th at Marytown, Libertyville, Illinois. The conference will feature Kyle Clement, a 15-year veteran trainer of Catholic priests exorcists who will help us to understand the, Catholic, the satanic calendar, our Blessed Mother role as a protector and help us identify. Hold on, folks. We've got the next play. Father, you want to grab it? Uh, Carmel here with shotgun. He's out uh, to the sideline, number four. He gets about, I would say about eight yards on that. Great job by number four pulling that in and getting some extra yards at the end. Once again, that exorcist, con that uh, healing concert conference and help us identify our spiritual vulnerabilities. Father Bob Sears will focus on healing of unwanted generational tendencies. And Father Jim Curtin will address the topic of deliverance. If you register by October 1st, conference is only $100. For more information or to register for the conference, visit wsficatholicradio.org or call 224-206-8455. Carmel in the shotgun again. Motion. It was a bad snap. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, no. No. Looks like uh, Notre Dame's going to get in for a touchdown. They picked it up. Bad snap. Quarterback tried to jump on it. Wet ball. It squeezed out. Um, did, you, did you get a number on that, Joe? Did not get a number on the score there, but uh, he picked it up and he ran it in about 12 yards for a touchdown. Oh, just this a, could be all tied up after the point. Just after. a cheap uh, six, isn't it, Father? I mean, that's tough, isn't well, it? That's hard a to backbreaker. I know we're at Carmel and everything, but you know, I'm kind of tossed on this thing because you know they're both Catholic and <laughs> yeah. you know. You know, a kingdom set against itself will never prosper. Right. So. No, I hear you. I mean, <laughs> and Notre Dame is a is a good school. Oh, a little trick Two play there, and they didn't get it. Carmel held them. So Carmel's up seven to six with three minutes and twenty seven seconds left, and Notre Dame was un uh, was stopped on the two point conversion. They did that trick play where the center tosses it over to the side behind the line that has shifted, and they could not get in the end zone. Yeah, that's the old picket fence. Typically, Notre Dame will they'll align in that and then reset in a normal formation. The center just, as you say, he just flipped the ball out to the running back, who had plenty of blockers out there, but the, the Corsair defense skirted through the hole and uh, stymied them. We used to run that play in college, and I was the long snapper on that. And sometimes defenses get confused. So they'll cover the snapper, and they'll cover the kicker, and they'll have a bunch of people over there, and they won't cover that, and all of a sudden the person just walks in after you snap it to them. This was not the case. Carmel had a great defense. They were ready for it, and they stopped that two-point conversion. Uh, Notre Dame not on the field yet. So um, it's 7-6 to six football game with 327 left in the first quarter. Just for the listeners out there, we probably will not be giving you the names or numbers on Notre Dame, because uh, Joe, in my, all my years of being around football, I have never seen numbers that were less clear than they are on Notre Dame. I mean, it's, it's I don't know what the if it's a, a 
by design, but you, you cannot make out the numbers. Mark, I think it's your eyes. You're getting old. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of those things where, hey, what do you mean? I can see the numbers there. You you, know? are, you, are you serious, Father? Can no, you really? no. I've I yeah. got to go to confession here. Yeah. You know, one of the frustrating things as a coach is when you're looking at film, you can't see the numbers. And here's the kick. Uh, we got a whistle. Stop the play. Looks like somebody illegal procedure. They're offsides by Notre Dame. Somebody crossed the threshold before uh, that ball was kicked. So uh, very aware. The refs threw the flag right away. And it looks like we'll get a little more. Carmel will get a little more yardage out of this one. So they ha- they have white jerseys, white pants, white helmets, and their numbers are white. I, I, <laughs> I mean, what, what is the thought process? You're listening to an all-star Catholic high school game of the week on WSFI Antioch 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. And here's the kick to Green on the left side, Chanel Green. And he darts to the right he's side. Got he's room. got a line. And he's out to the 40, the 47-yard line of Carmel. A nice oh, return. That was a oh, that great was Brain run. Julian. I'm sorry. Julian, Five, with, 10, a, 160 Julian with a great run in and out, weaved in and out. Uh, he got to about the 47-yard line. Carmel's going to have great field position to go in. It looks like there was a flag on the play. That was a nice run back by Brian Julian. Brian Julian is a senior who has never played football before this year. Wanted to give it a shot, and that was quite the run there. Good blocking, except the hold. He's a fast kid, huh? He really is. He's quite the athlete. Jumps out of the gym on the basketball floor. Moved it back to the 29-yard line. That's a shame. But um, here we go with Strutzel. The quarterback, Strutzel under center. He's got Barnes in the backfield. The triple option. And Strutzel with the handball. Looks like the ball's on the ground again. Notre Dame signaling that they have it. Let's see where the officials do. And we got Notre Dame ball by the ref. That is two big turnovers real early. That's not good. It's, it's a pretty tough uh, situation when that ball's wet, the turf is wet. It's coming off the, off the uh, turf every time that you snap the ball. Uh, sometimes that looseness of the ball in a game like this where you have rainy conditions, it's kind of tough, but you've got to do the job as the center and the quarterback here. Yeah, one yeah. thing the Corsairs have to do is take care of the football. They cannot, Dame, cannot commit turnovers and give the ball to this Notre Dame offense. Notre Dame in a huddled situation now, which is rare for them. They come up to the line, and they got great field position on, on the, the Corsairs' 30-yard line. 3-12 left in the first quarter, 7-6 ball game, Notre Dame. And once again, Drabik in the shotgun formation. Drabik takes the snap. It's a handoff right up the gut for about three yards. It looks like that defense of the Corsairs is holding, they're holding, they're holding, but, you know, you got some bigger players on that uh, Notre Dame offense. They're starting Miles to move the ball a little ball bit. Carrier. Yeah, Notre Dame's offensive line, they are huge. Game they average four. about 265, which for the high school level is is quite large. It's like uh, D3 college or D2 college in some places. Mm-hmm. Dravik in the shotgun formation. Handoff. Nice play by the Corsairs, number 53 there. 25 with the first hit, and then 53 wrapped him up and knocked him down. Expect Dravik to to go to the air here. They have any time it's been third and longer than five yards, they've gone to the air, which is certainly an outlet for them. 
Looks like they're waiting for their personnel to get on the field. Trips right. Shotgun situation for Notre Dame. There we go. Drabik in the shotgun. He's looking the left side. Lofts it. Oh, it was a perfect throw, and he dropped the football. That was a great play by the defensive player who flashed his hands in front of that ball, in front of the face. He was looking at the ball, but that lost the concentration of the receiver. Yeah, he may have gotten a piece of it. That was Jonathan Young. If you just touch it a little bit, that's enough to upset the concentration of the receiver. Yeah, absolutely. He great did a read. great job there. Drabic uh, on, a, good position. on a fly pattern to the left uh, corner of the end zone, lofted it over the uh, defender, and as uh, was described. It's like a spread offense. Uh, from Here we game. go. Fourth down Drabic and a shotgun, five. fourth and uh, six, and they're going for it. Drabic rolls right side. He's looking. He's got plenty of time. He throws the ball. And it's caught, and it's going to be depend on the mark. It looks like it's going to be a first, first down, down, folks. On a fourth down pass, tackle. It looks like uh, it's going to be first and uh, first and ten on the fifteen. Is that correct? First down at the seventeen. Seventeen yard line, from what the announcer at the field is saying. Minute fifty-eight left in the first quarter, seven-six ball game. Carmel leading. You're listening to WSFI FM eighty-eight point five Catholic. Dr- uh, radio Drabic in the shotgun handoff right up the gut and uh, off left tackle. He's oh, broken broke a couple a tackle. tackles. Yeah, uh, he got probably... he's a tough runner. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, you know, uh, Miles George there with uh, a, a huge second effort. At first contact, he might have gained a yard or two, mustered an extra seven or eight there. No huddle situation here. Looks like once again a spread offense uh, equal fullback or halfback to the right of the quarterback in shotgun situation. Strabic, handoff, essentially nowhere, huh, Father? They're right there, ready for it. Yeah, they get, he maybe got a one. He squeezed in there a little bit and jumped on the pile. But um, So that's going to put it at about a uh, fourth and one situation. A minute left in this uh, quarter. Clock winding down, seven to six game. I think Carmel it's on top. third down and one right third here. Third and one, I'm sorry. They got about yeah, they got about one yard to get here. Not much, and they probably have two downs to go, too. He's still in the shotgun situation. Drabic in the shotgun. Here's the handoff, and he's got the first down. He's got the and first And then some probably uh, two, three yards first on the carry. The so first and goal at about the five-yard line. Yeah, that Notre Dame offensive line is starting to wear a little bit on the, the Carmel defensive front. A big pile moving another big pile. They've been out there most of the game, huh, coaches? Yeah, it looks like uh, the defensive line's getting tired. They are outsized. Oh, man, those First linebackers ball. start have to move downhill. they got their back to the wall here. We'll see what happens. Here we go. Drabic handoff, and he could be in the end zone. Depends on uh, not signaling touchdown yet, but uh, it's very close, though. Yeah. Knocking on the door. It's second and goal. Yeah, this is where the Corsair defense will play what they call a goal line defense. They'll put a player in every gap and try to shoot through the gap, play low, and try to get a piece of the ball carry if they indeed do try to run up the middle. Looks like we have a change of quarter here and a little break, and Mark's going to give us some some, uh, words of wisdom. Life changes. So does your needs for life insurance. People buy houses, have more children, get married change jobs, go into business. Life insurance isn't a one-time purchase, and Catholic Financial Life will be there for you every step of the way. Why not look at life insurance from an organization with the same Catholic values that you have? 
Call Matt Tomlinson, an advisor with Catholic Financial Life, 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Well, it looks like uh, Carmel here is still up by one. It is 7-6, start of the second quarter. Uh, the protect- prospective teams are with their coaches getting uh, getting the last kind of uh, instruction on this goal line stand. Ho- hopefully uh, Carmel here can make a stand, maybe jar a ball loose, uh, make a play. It's it's one of those guys that have to make a play on defense here uh, before Notre Dame gets it in the end zone. Yeah, they sure do, Father. You know, when the offense turns the ball over, it produces a situation known as in football a sudden change. And what coaches will tell their players in sudden change is don't run out on the field with your head down. you got to go out there do your job and their job is to prevent them from scoring and right now their job is to prevent them from scoring six and hope they can hold them to a field goal Carmel is coming out on the field we're still waiting for Notre Dame to come but they're going to set on defense and it looks like they got about a yard and a half maybe a a short two yards to cross that pay dirt here at Carmel and Mundelein. Uh, what a great night out here. The rain has subsided, it seems. It's a little wet out on the field. We've seen some ball handling problems. Drabic in the shotgun uh, formation once again with handoff. Uh, that's the back he's been going to. Uh, Miles George, and it looks like he's not going to get a touchdown on that play. George tried to go over the top there, uh, put his back to the line, and tried to jump over. He got about a half a yard here, but those are hard yards to get here at the goal line because everybody's got their ears back and trying to trying to make a hit here. So third down, uh, and the spot is a good one for Carmel. He's still got a yard and a half to go. Drabic in the shotgun formation, and here we go. Barking out the signals, handoff to George right away, and he hey. stopped up again. Once a gang tackled, they were all over it. Now we got decision time here because the Notre Dame coach has got to—he's got to either pin him back here, go for it, or he's going to try to get the points on the board. He can take the lead with a field goal, or they can risk it and they can go for it and lose the ball. Impressive job by uh, Carmel's defensive line. Is—is is, uh, you said, Coach May that. Uh, Notre Dame's offensive line is no small group. Here we go. Drabic in the uh, shotgun formation. George in the backfield with him. and Fourth and goal from the two. And off and he's passing. Fakes and then throw. Nothing. Incomplete. Carmel was all over it. Carmel with a great stand on defense here at the goal line. They will get the ball back, and they got 98 yards to go to Pater on the other side. Hopefully they can get it out of the end zone here and uh, make a difference and put a drive together. What do you think, Joe? You know, uh, you're right, Father. Two, two plays, they were stunned inside. They did some play action there, expecting the Corsair defense to knife through and, and try to prevent the run. Jonathan Young, the safety for the Corsairs, did a great job. He split the two receivers. The ball was just about in the uh, receiver's hands, and he, he tipped it away. Splendid play. Very dangerous situation Strutzel here for the, in the under center. The Corsairs. Strutzel's uh, hands off, and he's in the oh. backfield. He's tripped up in the end zone. They're going to call it a safety. And that was a handoff to uh, Miles Trammell, and, and uh, Notre not, Dame read the play perfectly. He could not get around that corner. He grabbed his shirt and basically horse-collared him from the front, dragged him down in the end zone, 
and that will be a safety. It looks like it's going to be eight to seven or nine to seven. Well, gentlemen, where they started uh, from their uh, own uh, two-yard line will take two points uh, over three or seven, huh? Well, I, I don't know about you, but I, you know, I don't know if the rules of the game have changed, but I thought a safety was two points. Right. Well, they got nine points up there for Notre Dame, so that's gonna, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll knock on the door next that. to us and let them know. Yeah, knock it down there. We I go. think they heard yeah. us. They it's down to there you go. So that wasn't. I mean, there were worst case scenarios in that last uh, couple minutes on the clock. Huh? So this is something that you don't see often: a safety. That's when you pin a, a team back in the end zone and you tackle them in the end zone. It now brings us to a free kick. And a free kick is basically when you have to punt the ball instead of putting it on a tee uh, back from where you kick it off. And it, it allows, you know, that, that kick receive team uh, to kind of get some air under the ball and a, and a better return. So he's actually got that on the tee, doesn't he? He yeah. sure does. Matt Helen, he's going to kick from his, uh, his own 20. I didn't know that was an option. It is an option, and... and this might tell you the confidence that Carmel has in their punting game right now. Yeah. So here's Helen's kick, and it is a good one, a real good one. Down, stays in bounds, it's a good one. Jeez, it rolled out of bounds. Yeah, Dang there's it. your penalty. Yeah. Uh, so the ball goes out of bounds at about the 21. The flag has been thrown. So we have a penalty on that. And they're going to receive that probably at, what, the 40-yard line, 35-yard line? Not sure you the know, rules I, in I, high school anymore. I've yeah. never seen it before. I know if a kick if a kick goes out, well, they're going to re-kick. They elected to re-kick. They have that choice because the alternative is accepting the ball in your own 35. So they move it back to the 15 and they re-kick from there. Waiting for the players to get back into their positions on the kick and the kick received team. Uh, we have 10.38 to go here. It is uh, 8-7, to seven, Notre Dame over Carmel, um, and he's back here to kick once again. Hopefully he'll try to keep it in bounds here and right. we'll see a little live action. So as a general principle of physics, you're going to be able to kick it off the, of a tee further than you're going to punt it. That is true. So they're going to, now that they allow that in the rules, he's going to kick it again off of a tee. Helen's kick is up and it's good. It's uh, straight away and Fielded about the 35. Oh, he had his knee down. That means he's down okay. at the 35. We got lucky there because there was nobody around him. Uh, that uh, that ump, that back judge there caught that, and he caught the ball on his knee. That means it's down. It's almost like taking a knee. Um, so they start at their own 35-yard line, and they got 65 yards to go to pay dirt here. And that's where they would have had the ball had they uh, not elected to have Carmel re-kick. A little more field for Notre Dame to work with here. The job at hand for the Corsairs, three and out. Matt Drabick, quarterback in the shotgun formation. Handoff right away, right up the gut again. That's uh, Miles George. Miles George. Drabic there after the handoff, sprinted off to the left side. I think they're going to set up that fake handoff down the middle and try to try to bring it out. I saw him try to bait that uh, really quickly there. So, Miles George, they listed a 5'9", 190-pound uh, junior. He seems to be their only go-to guy on the on the uh, rush. 
He's a he's a, a tough ball carrier. Tries to get every inch he can, and he's mustered quite a few tonight. Here's Drabic shotgun formation. Barks out the signals. Drabic hand off to George once again. He's got nowhere to go. He, about two yards straight up the middle, and Carmel was waiting for him. It looks like that ball is going to be spotted at about the 42-yard line. It's going to leave a third and three, maybe a third and four uh, on this next play here. And right away, Notre Dame is, is coming to the line. No huddle offense. Uh, Drabic is looking to the sideline for the place. You're listening to WSFI 88.5 Antioch, and it's an 8-7 ball game. Notre Dame leading Carmel at Carmel. Baker Stadium with 9.19 left in the half. Well, they have two tight ends to the right here. Overloaded uh, line here. Here's Drabic, shotgun, handoff to George, and they're waiting for him. George Kern on the tackle. Nice. That is going to be very close to a first down. I don't know if he got across the 45 or not, but uh, they waved it a first down. They're moving the chains. Yeah, First just got it there. George Kern did a nice job on the edge, lowering his shoulder, it, hoping to play through the ball carrier, but the, the, the block stayed with him. Running in the plays here uh, for Notre Dame. They are at the line of scrimmage, ready to take the snap. It's a good game, huh, guys? Not bad. You know, they're in it, and, and it's a good game to watch. Here's Drabic in the shotgun. Hand off to George. George. Oh, fumble. Carmel's on it. Yes! Nick Snarsky. Snarsky, yes, comes up with the tack with the fumble, and he is an active player. Boy, that Snarsky's all over the field. Sure was. That was a great play by, by John Ivan, the defensive lineman. He shot through a hole, got a piece of the ball carry and a piece of the football. Snarsky did a great job. WSF 88.5 FM Catholic Radio invites you to their fifth annual fall benefit and fundraiser on Friday, November 4th at Mundelein Seminary located at 1000 East Maple Avenue, Mundelein, Illinois. Doors open at 6 p.m. in the event. Let me hold you, hold off, folks, as we get back to the game. And Strutzel with a handoff. And it's Zaire Barnes and Barnes with a nice run. Zaire Barnes! Ten Let's... yards, first down. Doors open uh, on the... 11 on the uh, fundraiser at 6 p.m. and the event will feature a live and silent auction including fantastic seats to the Bears and Packers matchup at Soldier Field and dinner with keynote speaker uh, His Excellency George Rassis Auxiliary Bishop of Chicago to make reservations once again Strutzel uh, it's hard to get an announcement before these high school games fly, don't they, Father? Well, those no huddle offenses are tough. Right. Strutzel hands off to Barnes. No, that's to Tariq excuse me, Okay. Uh, Jeremy Strutzel, the Faked the handoff and kept it himself. His Excellency George Riss. To make reservations on WSFI's banquet, call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit WSFICatholicRadio.org and click events. That's WSFICatholicRadio.org. Then click on events. All right, Mark, you got to stop doing those promos <laughs> so we can get back to the game. No, here, I huh? mean it's a great game. You got a valid point there. Here we go. Strutzel <laughs> under center, and uh, Abrams is a handoff, and a no wiggle. fake. Oh yeah, and it's it's Miles Tramill. Uh, he faked Abrams and pitched to Tramill, and Tramill runs the right side for a few yards. You got about you got about four on that. It looks like it's going to be about third and two or third and one. Uh, and about three. 
Uh, third and two, not, I, I believe. Not the greatest spot for the Corsairs. They're definitely in four-down territory here. Being at the 25, that'd make it a 42-yard field goal if they gain nothing. My guess is they'll run this down and another if they don't gain first. Okay. Stretzel under center. Zaire Barnes in the backfield. Stretzel barks out the signals, and here we go. Uh, no, it's Abrams. He hands off to Abrams, and he does not get it, uh, Joe. Not even... Rather, not, even close, not even close, maybe a yard. Yeah, one of the keys in the option offense is the quarterback has to determine if the first read okay. is coming at the fullback or he's he's waiting. If he's waiting, the quarterback hands off to the fullback. If he comes at the fullback, the quarterback should keep. Press the C-gap, which is on the edge of the offensive line, and if he's attacked, then he pitches the ball. And that's a tough, tough offense to run, especially in wet weather. Because if that fullback touches the ball at all, uh, that can be a fumble, and we've seen two already this Here's game. Here's Strutzel with a pitch uh, left, to, and it's tr to Tramiel, and he's going to get the first down. Ah, it's going to be depend on the spot, folks. Nope, he is short. You think so? Yep. It's not a lot of enthusiasm on Carmel's side, now, so I think you're right, Father. They're going to wait for a, a measure. The hold on is uh, they got a holding call. Looks like it's going to be declined. Oh, they're going to decline that. And, uh, and Notre Dame's Notre ball. Dame ball. Okay. So we're at 8-7 eight, eight, Notre Dame over Carmel with 6-47 in the first half to go. Carmel receives the ball once again at the, their own 25-yard line. 75 yards to go to pay dirt here, and we'll see what Notre Dame can produce in the last minutes of this second quarter. Carmel has, has played well. They've, they've won the line of scrimmage, you know, a couple of turnovers, and that's about it, huh? Yeah, that's, that's true, Mark. You know, both teams, both teams seem reluctant to put the ball in the air. Obviously, with the moisture on the field and the moisture in the air, they're starting to rain a little bit more. Probably be more ground game ahead. There's Drabik in the shotgun formation. Back to pass. Rolls left. Throw, and it's almost picked off, but a... Oh, if they call that a catch, what he a catch. He caught that ball on his back on the ground. What yeah. a great concentration oh, of that receiver for yeah. Notre Dame. It reminded me of kind of like a Lynn Swan in the Super Bowl where you bat it up in the air and you catch it as you're going down. That was a wonderful play by that receiver. As as you know, it's very difficult to see the numbers, folks, so we apologize about that. Here's Drabik again, shotgun formation, handoff. Uh, Inside right, handoff. Yeah, and Carmel's waiting for it. That was to Miles. George, and they were all over it. And we got a flag on the play on the far side of the field. Um, we'll see what the refs have to say here. It looks like it's going to be against Notre Dame. Just a sideline warning. So they, you get two. The first one is a warning. If you have a second one, it will be a 15-yard walk-off. Usually, most of that stuff is about uh, language that uh, the refs hear, so we got to talk to those boys at halftime about their language, huh? Someone has to. <laughs> Here's Drabik in the shotgun formation. Marks out the signals, and he's got a handoff to George. George breaks a tackle. He's gone and right he's, up the gut. He's got about eight yards on that. It's going to be about third and, and two. Kern, after a gain of eight, it's going to be third and two. About 6.05 left in the half. It's an 8-7 ball game. Notre Dame leading. Carmel, Notre Dame on the march. They have the ball at, the, at their own 42-yard line. Uh, 
They're going to mark it at a, a second and three. Here's a handoff once again. To He's got it to the outside to yeah. the right. He's Miles getting about probably 12 down yards down. down to the 40-yard line of Carmel, maybe the 41. Uh, nice play on that. He, he went inside, nowhere to go, and he jumped and bounced to the outside. Good awareness by the running back on that. Notre Dame back on the line of scrimmage, waiting for the play from the sideline that's being run in. Uh, we're still at 8-7 here with 5.44 to go, and Notre Dame is at the 42-yard line. Here's Drabik in the shotgun. we got to stop him, huh, Father? Here we go. Drabik uh, hands off um, to George, and not going to get a lot on that. Actually, that last play, they gave them the first down. I was unaware of that. That was a first and five, and it's going to be second and five on the 37-yard line. Yeah, the Notre Dame running back, Miles George, low center of gravity. The Corsairs are going to have to start tackling the legs. He's a pretty big uh, uh, back there to tackle, and he gets his head down. Here's Drabik in the shotgun formation. He's got two wide to the left and two wide to the right. George in the backfield. Oh. Hands off to George, and he's tripped up right away. Nowhere to run. Stopped immediately by number by 51. Gentlemen, we're, we're sure in the booth tonight with uh, Wes Holtzoff from the Chicago Daily Herald. We want to uh, thank the Daily Herald. They recognized the fact that it was law enforcement night out. They've been uh, great covering Carmel High School over the years. Very, very grateful for the Daily Herald and what they do. We have a player down on the field, so we're going to do a little more talking here. It's one of the Notre Dame, uh, looks like offensive linemen, but he's flat on his back, and they're, they're attending to him here. But that law enforcement quotient in this area, you know, we're – have have the beautiful honor of, of doing this game with, with the sheriff here. And and Mark is the elected sheriff in this district, this county. And having him on the field and all the officers around, when I pulled into Carmel tonight, all I seen was blue lights. One thing I saw that's a little different than Wisconsin, the Milwaukee area, is I saw a uh, ambulance go by. And they now have blue lights on as well as the red and the yellow. So uh, what's all that about, Sheriff? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, there's a state uh, emergency board that oversees, you know, and, and, and that determines what lights and, you know, that are placed inside the vehicle so that there's consistency. And uh, that's one way of distinguishing uh, ambulances, first responders, fire medics as first responders from police. So. Um, well, they do a wonderful job, the first responders, all those ambulance drivers. Hey, we are back to action here in Notre Dame at the line of scrimmage. Oh, and the whistle goes once again, and timeout, Notre Dame. But the, the law enforcement being here, honoring them tonight, uh, doing all those things and praying for you guys, you do a wonderful job. You know, we had a roundtable, uh, a, a number of meetings in, in advance of this. It was uh, John Lasky's brainstorm, whose his dad was a longtime coach at St. Rita. Mustangs on the uh, south uh, east side of the city of Chicago, and you know, obviously, law enforcement. Having I worked in the Cook County State's Attorney's Office for a number of years, and I'll tell you, the number of our office was primarily Catholic, and it was Catholic Jeopardy. What high school did you go to? And police and fire down there was the same deal. So, you know, Coach Lasky realized that this uh, call to service from these Catholic high schools call carries over into into uh, your profession. Absolutely. So WSFI 
88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic and local programmings like this All-Star Catholic High School football game of the week to our community. We can only do that with listeners' financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsficatholicradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI Catholic Radio P.O. Box 885 Libertyville, Illinois, 648. That's WSFI Catholic Radio P.O. Box 885 Libertyville, Illinois, 648. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. I'm Notre, Notre Dame did a quarterback draw there for nothing. It is fourth and five at the 37, and they're lining up once again with their offense going for it. I Mark. apologize. I missed the call. Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. So Drabik, and uh, he's in the shotgun formation, and here's the call. Here's a snap. And, uh, and he has stopped short. George, yeah, gets nowhere. Did he get it? It looks like uh, Carmel is going to receive the ball at about the 33-yard line going the other way. Four, 13 left to play in the second quarter. It is 8-7 Notre Dame over Carmel. Guys, we got a ball game here, and Carmel could go up before halftime. It looked yeah. like Miles George was going to gain the first down there, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, or from center field, Zaire Barnes fired up from his free safety position and popped him. So here we go with Strutzel under center, takes the snap and little counter off. play. Uh, he's to the outside yeah. to the 50, 20. to the Zaire 45. Barnes, and he's at the 40. Cutbacks at about the 38. He's down at about the 38-yard line of Notre Dame, and Zaire Barnes on a beautiful run shows you what an athlete he is. Barnes uh, on that play gave that spark to the Corsairs, which they need. They crossed the 50. They're at the 30. Seven yard line going in, hopefully for a score with about four minutes left in the ball game. There's Strutzel under center. Barnes once again in the behind him. And here's the pitch to Barnes. Barnes breaks one tackle in the backfield. He breaks another tackle. And he met, had nowhere to go. They were all over again. it, but he still got back and to back the line, the line and maybe a yard. What Notre Dame is doing here is they're aligning a guy on the edge. And if the Corsairs put a man in what we call rocket motion, so he run, run behind the fullback before the snap. When they put him in rocket motion, they're running a defender right at him. It looks pretty effective on that last play. Uh, they stopped him for only a gain of one, and he had the outside corner there for a moment, and it closed very quickly. Three, 315 left in the half. Uh, Notre Dame up 8-7 against Carmel High School. Strutzel, Notre Dame has the ball. Strutzel, Notre Dame uh, pitches. Carmel. And he, uh, Tramil, uh fakes as he's, though he's going to throw. He runs and he's got nowhere to go. He looked downfield. He looked like he was trying to throw to Chanel Green. And that and coach is upset about the late hit. Andy Bitto is livid. The ball carrier, uh, Miles Tramil was at least two yards out of bounds. And he and wanted was struck that, by a Notre Dame player. He wanted that personal foul uh, pretty bad. We got 2.59 left. It is third and 10. Carmel uh, unable to get something started here. I think uh, this is on the coach here, trying to get these boys uh, 10 yards down uh, the field here and get this a first down. This is a very important play right here. So I, I assume we're in four down here, uh, gentlemen. Uh, shotgun formation, Strutzel uh, barks out the signals. He's got Abramson behind him. He throws, and it's underthrown. He trapped that ball on the, the ground, and it's incomplete. Yeah. 
tried to get the ball to Green, and it was just uh, short of him, but he, there wasn't anywhere to go anyways. Looks like the punt unit is coming in. Uh, number two, the punter. Uh, who's that, Joe? Yeah, that's uh, Ryan, Ryan Monkman. Yeah. Ryan Monkman. Uh, I would not be surprised here if Andy Bitta went for the fake. He, he will, he'll run four or five fake punts a year. This is the perfect position to do so. I would agree. He's at the 36-yard line. But, no, they punted away. And not a bad punt. Coffin corner. And he looks like he pinned it at about the 6-yard line. That puts uh, Notre Dame in very nasty field position with 2.49 to go left in the corner. And they got a long way to go for a touchdown. And Carmel has their full complement of timeouts. They have three, three left here. If they stop them with little gain on first down, expect Bitto to use this first timeout. You know, for the exception of, you know, a couple turnovers here by Carmel, their defense has been pretty solid here against the Notre Dame offense. Quite impressive for an undersized offensive line going against that big, beefy offensive line of Notre Dame. What do you think? You know, Father, if you, if you don't have this, the beef, you have to use speed, and, and that's what the Corsairs are, are taking advantage of. They're, they're knifing players in the gaps and knifing players from the, the side. Here we go with Drabic in the shotgun formation. He hands off to George. George gets a few yards on the carry. Up the middle for about two, it looks like. It's going to be second and eight for Notre Dame. They come right back up to the line, looking to the sideline for the call from the coach, and they will call that play right from the line of scrimmage. Two or three. Andy Biddle did not call a timeout. He might be keeping one in his pocket for the offense. Here we go. Drabic once again, shotgun formation. Hand off to George again, and he's got nowhere to go. Carmel was all over. He tried to go off right tackle, and Carmel uh, was ready for him. It looks like somebody called the timeout there. The clock has stopped at 2.11. They still have the two-minute warning. Do they have that in high school football? They do not. They do, they not. do not. Yeah, Andy Biddle called the timeout. It's third and roughly seven yards. The interesting thing here is Notre Dame may not want to put the ball in the air, so the Corsairs will play probably to, def to defend the run because if they do put it in the air and do not complete the first down, the Corsairs will have roughly two minutes left with a couple timeouts in their pocket. So both teams are at their own sidelines conferring with coaches, and it's time to remind you that this game is sponsored in part by Salerno's Pizza. It's 602 Milwaukee Avenue in Libertyville, Illinois featuring half-price pizza for the Cubs and Bears games. Some say their old family red sauce recipe is the best in town. For more information about Salernos, can be found at GoSalernos.com. Hey, just, Mark, Mark, since they're one of our sponsors, and it is, you know, honoring police officers today here, I wonder if they can get one of their drivers to bring one up to the booth. What do you think? Uh, you know, that'd be awesome. I'll tell you, Father. <laughs> hey, no, it's Father. I, if you want to go after the game, the last two of the last home games, the last couple home games i've gone to salerno's after the game and uh the pizza's awesome the, the, they got great beers on tap it's a great place so here we go drabic uh shotgun formation 211 to go it pinned back at their own 11 and yard he's back line. to pass Rolls roll it out to the right yeah and he's, he's got, got a it. man yeah Broke one tackle. Out of the game, 14 on the sideline. They are on their own 25-yard line. He was run out of bounds. Uh, did you see that defensive player, Joe? That Who was, that was? Jake, Jake DeMarco. Jake DeMarco, great job getting him out of bounds. Uh, and they come right up to the huddle. 
looking for the call from the sideline, and they once again are ready to play. Jake's one of the captains of the team, and uh, he's a good guy. He's a friend of my son's. Here we go with uh, Drabic in the shotgun formation. Barks out the signals and the handoff. Hand off to George, and he's got nowhere to go. Carmel was waiting for him as he tried to go off left tackle. Only maybe a yard or two on that play. Minute 57, and it looks like there might be another timeout. Johnny Mysack on the tackle, number 53, did a great job wrapping his feet up. And, uh, Joe, you reminded us how big that running back is, and they're doing just that. They're going to the legs to tackle him. They have to. You know, defensive coordinator Jim Regic, who's usually up in the booth, to get a, a bird's eye view. Started out on the field today, and, and I'm sure that's for, for multiple reasons. That way he's close to the players, can talk to them, give them what instruction is needed, and when needed, give them a little kick in their rear end, and uh, it seems to be working tonight. Hey, since we got a little time and they're on the sidelines here with their coaches, I want to give a shout-out to my home parish in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, St. Margaret Mary Parish. want to say hi to my staff and my parishioners who are listening, you know, the McCannas, uh, Ray Hill, um, you know, the Ross boys, all you guys, uh, you know, listening out there in Milwaukee land. Uh, thanks for listening today. Father, thank you. Thank you for being here with us tonight. Yeah, so second and ten here. If the Corsairs can stop them uh, where they are or give them little gain, expect Bitto to use his third timeout to get the offense the ball. Okay, 157. So Dravik in the here. shotgun with George back behind him, two wide to the right. Second and ten. And he hands off to George. George always oh, breaks the tackle, but he's but again, eight. tripped up. Yeah. So that'll. Mayor Barnes with the tackle. Probably a first down on the spot. What do we think? Just short. Short Just yard. Short. Third and two. Third and two. Minute 40 left. Clock's running. Carmel with the. Uh, Notre Dame with the play in from the side. Drabic in the shotgun formation. George in the backfield. Too wide to the right. Here well, we go. They're going to have to take a shot here Drabic in the air, I think, pretty soon. Signals. They're letting that clock run down, it yeah. seems like. And here's the handoff to George, and he's probably going to. Yeah, he's got the first down. First down. Gain of about four right up the middle. Uh, jumped over a couple players to get that uh, first down there. Pretty good That's athleticism by him. So, minute 13 left in the uh, first half. Notre Dame leading 8 to 7. Clock's running, minute 10. And uh, the ball is going to be spotted at the uh, Notre Dame 38 yard line. Carmel has given up some big plays to end the halves so far this year. We need to stop him here, though. Here we go with the handoff to George, and he's uh, hitting the backfield. The Beautiful tackle. Number 51. Who is that, yeah, Joe? I think that was Jacob Seco. Great athletic play. Crashed from the defensive end or linebacker position. Seco plays with a lot of energy, doesn't he? He sure does. And he, he grabbed that guy by the feet and wrapped him right up. A three-yard loss there. It is second and 12. It almost appears, since Notre Dame isn't using either of their two timeouts, that they're satisfied going into the locker room with a an 8-7 to seven lead. We shall see. Here's Drabic in the uh, shotgun. Hands off. George. He's got the outside. But a gain of six. Down after about six yards. Jacob Seco's dad is a fireman. They had moved here from uh, an East Coast State. And uh, just an awesome kid. And, and you, you see the, uh, you know. Third four. 
service and that bite set. Looks like time has run out. There's half time. That's it. 8-7. It's the end of the first half. So we're going to go back to WSFI studio right now as we listen to the interview uh, that was taking place earlier with uh, Sister Kathleen Sinclair, and she's the director of Christian Service at Carmel Catholic High School. Once again, we are at Carmel and Mundelein. It's halftime. Notre Dame up 8-7. to seven. Great football game here. And make sure you come back to us and listen to the final episode of this game. Uh, third and fourth quarter coming up, and it's a heck of a game here at Carmel at Mundelein. She's standing right there on the south. Thanks, Mark. We're back here at the WSFI studio, and we have the opportunity to talk with Sister Kathleen Sinclair. She is the director of Christian uh, Service at Carmel. And Sister Kathleen, tell me a little bit about uh, what what happens with uh, Christian Service. Well, Christian Service uh, at Carmel Catholic High School has its uh, foundation in the two founding orders. So we grounded in the spirit and charism of our founding orders. So the Order of Carmelites, Priests and Brothers, and the Sisters of Charity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So both of those uh, congregations have service as a core element of what they are about. So the Carmelites approach life through the window of personal prayer and shared prayer, and then that leads them out into the world to do service. The BBMs from our founding realized service needed to be done, and then we gathered together in community for prayer and support to go out and do that service. So both of the founding orders at Carmel really believe in the value of service to um, others in the community. And so how does that translate for the students? What are the kind of things that you're seeing the student body do? The student body does a tremendous amount of work in the local community. They do it in other states on um, domestic service trips and mission trips, and they also do service internationally on mission trips through um, parishes or other organizations. In reality, our Christian service program has two particular elements. For the freshmen and sophomores, they get to do a lot of different kinds of work. You know, they'll help at uh, parish fundraisers. They will help um, the environment by cleaning up areas with like um, park districts or forest preserves. They will help um, take books and stack books and get them ready to be sent to um, schools where there aren't books in their libraries. So they do that kind of work. The juniors and seniors then really we ask them to focus on direct service or accompaniment. So they go out and do the type of work where you're in a soup kitchen, you're at a homeless shelter, you're having, even if it's a 30-second conversation, they are speaking with people who need assistance but more than assistance, they need someone to listen to them, hear their story, and see the face of Christ in them as a human being. So it's, by the time you're a senior, we want our students to understand that they as a person in who they are meets the other person who they are, and the two of them really reflect back and forth to each other the face of Christ. How beautiful. And what is the result of, you know, a student who is doing this? What are some of the 
things you're seeing and, and hearing about as they go on to college and, and beyond college because obviously this is having an impact on them. Right. So for some of our students, for instance, they may think that they want to go into medicine. They decide, however, that they really feel called to help out with their parish religious education program. And suddenly they decide that trying to help people through medicine isn't the doorway they're eventually going to do. They might actually decide that they can help people in the classroom. Or we have students who think that, you know, that they want to teach But lo and behold, they go out into a soup kitchen or a homeless shelter and they realize that sitting down one-on-one and really listening to people is so heartwarming for them and so motivating for them that they decide to go on and become social workers. So in many cases, it gives students the opportunity to, in a sense, test out a career or vocational choice. Um, But most of all, what we hope our students get is that they understand that service is a lifelong commitment and that at any time in their life, no matter what situation they're in, there is service that needs to be done and that whatever service they are asked or called to do has value in the eyes of the kingdom of God. That's wonderful. Uh, Sister, thank you so much for spending time with us uh, here during halftime of the Carmel game, just to talk with us about this. It's uh, a wonderful thing. Uh, if if students are listening to this right now and um, maybe they're thinking, um, is there any way uh, that I can become more involved? How would they get more involved in the Christian service at Carmel? Well, they can certainly stop by my office, which is in the Campus Ministry Center in the 400 hallway. And if there are students from public high schools that are listening to this game or parents or grandparents listening, certainly go to your local parish and ask what help they need. You can go online and just Google Lake County Social Service Agencies. You can think about what really attracts you and do some Google searches and you'll come up with a lot of organizations that absolutely need your help and want your help. Excellent. Thank you so much, Sister, for spending some time with us. You're welcome. Hi, Father Jim Curtin here, one of the hosts of our weekly radio show on healing. I'd like to invite you to our second annual Healing the Whole Person Conference on Friday, October 28th, and Saturday, October 29th, at Marytown in Libertyville. On the eve of Halloween, Kyle Clement, an exorcist trainer, will teach us how to free ourselves from the negative spiritual forces in our lives that cause our own abilities. Father Bob Sears will help us uproot the hurts in our family systems that bring pain and suffering. And I will teach you about healing and deliverance. If you register by October 1st, the cost for two days is $100. Priests, deacons, and religious attend free, but must register. Call 224-789-8455 or go online at wsficatholicradio.org to save your place. My name is Father John Grigas. I'm the rector of the Shrine of St. Max and Colby at Marytown. I'm a priest, and as priests, we are responsible for forming you in the presence of Christ through the sacraments, through the preaching, through everything else. But you are the Christ that goes out into the world and brings the good news. And WSFI is one of the main means. And so God bless all that WSFI does. And please support WSFI in whatever means that you can so that this wonderful station may continue to broadcast the good news and evangelize our culture. WSFI 88.5 FM. 
FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Welcome back to Carmel and uh, Underline. It's 8-7 to seven here at halftime. We're watching the band over the field. What a beautiful night it is. Um, you know, a little rain, but this is a great night for football. Uh, Mark's here beside me, and, and he's kind of getting transformed by the beautiful music that's going on in the band. It's awesome. The total offense for Carmel is uh, 23 yards, uh, 123 yards rushing. Uh, Barnes has four carries for 113 yards and one something? touchdown. Yeah, uh, that's an amazing. Isn't he uh, the player of the week? Is that he Barnes? is? He's WSFI uh, Catholic 88.5's player of the week. Well, and, you guys uh, know how to call him here. Yeah, we really, really do. Uh, Notre Dame has 143 yards rushing, total offense, 111 yards uh, rushing and 32 yards passing. And Miles George has... Uh, that's, 29 carries. How many? 29 carries. He has 29 carries already for 89 yards. That's amazing. That's a lot of rushes. Yeah. So we're here back at Carmel and... It's uh, been a great ball game so far. It's been a close ball game. Two turnovers in the ball game by Carmel has put Notre Dame up. They have capitalized on one. Uh, there was a great fourth uh, down stand at the two-yard line by Carmel. Uh, they got the ball back with 98 yards to go. They got it on their own goal line, and they were uh, tackled in the end zone for a safety uh, earlier uh that quarter, Notre Dame missed an extra point, so that's how we get to eight. If you guys are wondering, it wasn't a two-point conversion; it was a safety on Notre Dame. Great defensive play, uh, so we're at eight-seven, and we got about five minutes uh, and twenty seconds till kickoff here in the second half. Any thoughts, Coach Joe, on the game so far? Well, you know what? As these battles typically are between Carmel and Notre Dame. It's a nip-and-tuck ball game. Usually it comes down to the last minute. You know, it was a, a back-and-forth seesaw first half. Carmel struck first, as you mentioned. Notre Dame stuck, struck virtually immediately after that. And right now it's going to remain a, a, a test between the two defenses and the offense to see who strikes first. I was quite impressed with the defensive line and the linebackers of the Carmel Corsairs here. Um, tough task with that average line, about 265, you said, in the pregame. Uh, they're a big crew of guys. They are moving pretty well. But uh, the Carmel Corsairs have kind of stuck them, slashed them. Uh, they've stopped the running game. We we heard here they've only had uh, 111 in rushing with 29 attempts, carries. And uh, George, Miles My, George has uh, 89 yards on those 29 attempts. So not a lot of yardage on each play, 
so you got to kind of give kudos to the defense here. I think you do. You know, George is, is definitely their go-to guy, carrying the bulk of the load for the Dons. And while he has, has burst through the Carmel defense for maybe a, an 8-yard gain, 12-yard gain here and there, for the most part, they've stopped him for two, three yards each run. Uh, amazing uh, defensive plays. And, you know, who's that, that little scat back and, and they have on defense that's been all over the field today? He's made some plays. What was his uh, last name here? Zaire Barnes. Oh, no, no. It's uh, on defense for Carmel. Yeah, Zaire Barnes, 21. Snacker or something like that. Oh, Starsky. 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 Yeah. He has yeah. done an amazing job here tonight. Uh, he's been all over the field. He's been making plays. He's been about around the ball. That kind of defensive intensity, uh, along with Barnes, has made some, some pretty good tackles. Uh, but they've been kind of running the show on defense. They've been sparking the defense. They're keeping Carmel in the ball game. Um, and let's let's be honest, Notre Dame has the potential to break out. They're a big team. Uh, they haven't passed a lot, but a lot of their attempts on passing has got them out of trouble on third down, got those first downs. But the long passes, uh, Carmel seems to uh, play some pretty good defense out there. And, and they swatted a ball, maybe tipped the ball on a long pass, and they've got out of trouble that way uh, in the defensive backfield. Father, you're definitely right. You know, uh, Carmel's bend but don't break philosophy has, has paid off for him here. And it's really frustrating for them to stop Notre Dame on, on first down and second down and to see Notre Dame throw a, a little eight-yard hitch or an eight-yard in and gain first down. That can be frustrating, but you know what? In the bend but don't break philosophy, they're hanging in there. One of the things we haven't seen from the Notre Dame offense is a punt situation. They have been con- pretty consistently in uh, Carmel territory and have been going four down territory most of the time, uh, giving the ball away several times. I count maybe four, five, six possessions where they've given the ball away, where they have went for it. We saw it down here at the two-yard line. Uh, resulted in a safety because Notre Dame's defense did tackle the ball carrier in the end zone, and that's how we get eight to seven Notre Dame leading uh, to this point. They did miss an extra point, so they may not rely on their kicking game so much, and that's maybe why they're going for fourth down. Yeah, I think you're right. And the safety you mentioned, Carmel had been running their uh, their counterplay. So essentially, they 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 look right, they fake right and go left or, or conversely. And it looked like there might have been a hole inside there for Miles Tramill. He elected to go outside and just got tripped up short. But uh, I think your assessment is spot on. I, I've been seeing a lot of that counterplay as they're running the shotgun. They're putting people in motion. Uh, they're doing a lot of movement on the offensive side of the ball. But one of the things that I picked up is is that after the handoff, that quarterback's been that quarterback's been sprinting out right for Notre Dame. Uh, I think you're going to see maybe him keep the ball a little bit more and try to get to the outside uh, because there's not a lot of yardage that Carmel has given up in the middle so far this game. Yeah, that's a good read. And, and uh, you know, whether he runs or passes because the few times that they have passed, it's generally been a fake give to the fullback, play action, sprint out right or left, 
and uh, that certainly sets up the defense, and, and I'm sure that's what they're hoping to do. Uh, we're seeing Carmel come out to the ball. Uh, just a now. beautiful halftime show as they uh, put up the the uh, badges of all the local law enforcement and fire agencies in Lake County, and uh, just to the band with a tremendous rendition of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. And it's just really, it's a good band, and they, you know, I mean, I, I love their, uh, you know, the, the choice of songs and what have you. I have to give a shout out to Milwaukee PD with a lot of friends of mine there, serving us in Milwaukee. Milwaukee is also in Wisconsin, and also the Brookfield PD, uh, which are personal friends of mine, and I help out in certain situations with uh, prayer ceremonies and some counseling once in a while. So I want to give a shout-out to all the police officers in St. Michael. We ask for your intercession, whose feast day was yesterday. We ask uh, for your protection upon all police officers all over the country. We especially pray for those who have died in the line of duty. And, you know, we back the badge here at Carmel and Mundelein. And you know what? Law enforcement does a very difficult job dealing with all kinds of situations. They become the counselors. They become law enforcement. They become friends. But... These guys and these women and men in law enforcement really do a good job for us, and we thank them and we pray for their protection in the line of duty. Thank you, Father. Yeah, I've, I've spent a lot of time with uh, Sheriff Dave Clark up there. I went to Israel with him for uh, a week and 18 other, 19 other, 18 other sheriffs from around the country. Spent a lot of time with the Chief of Police, Ed Flynn, in Milwaukee. And, uh, they're both you know, professionals. You're blessed up there. Uh, they're good people, and, you know, they're good. Uh, they're people doing a very tough job, and i got to give it up to these guys because, you know, they do their best, and they keep their officers, and they have to send people out in harm's way every single day, and, and we thank them for that. Getting back to the action, we got about a minute and 30 going on until uh, the teams get back into action. Carmel has just taken the field. Notre Dame's out here stretching. Great atmosphere. We just saw the band. Um, any thoughts, Mark or Joe, on predictions of this next half? Well, you know, as as coach for the last 13 years at Carmel, every time we play Notre Dame, you never know what's going to happen until the end. We've won overtime games. They've threatened late, and we've won late. So I anticipate it's going to come down to the, the last possession for either of the teams. You know, a fourth quarter game is a great game to watch, and it is a pleasure being here. And these kids are expending a, a massive amount of effort out here. Uh, and even to play, be a student athlete in high school and in college, the one thing you always got to do is you got to keep your grades up. You got to follow the rules. You got to do the things, uh, the small things to. Uh, make things right and, and, you know, be supportive of your teammates and you become like a small family there. Uh, we, we yeah, I, I would say, you know, Father, you know, just uh, in terms of predictions, you know, watching uh, Zaire Barnes in the uh, first half and we're very grateful uh, to uh, Mr. Holsoff from the Daily Herald that, with the statistics that he gave us and he had 113 yards in the first half in a TD. He's a Central Michigan commit. Well, no, he has an offer from Central Michigan. He has a couple other offers right now, so he might be playing one of your rivals. I expect big things from him in the second half. You know, the history of Carmel football is that the big runs happen in the second half, so watch for Zaire Barnes 
watch for us to call his number as, as he breaks loose in the second half, and hopefully for it's for game winner. Uh, once again, uh, total amount of offense for the Corsairs is 20, 123 yards rushing. All of them have been rushing, none through the air. So you get a little uh, sense of uh, their offensive uh, potency is on the ground. For Notre Dame, 143 yards, um, 111 uh, rushing yards, 32 passing yards. And Miles um, George has 29 carries for 89 yards. That's kind of wrapping up the statistics of it. And we do thank uh, um, our cohort here for giving us those statistics. So thank you very much. Um, Carmel is now taking the field. And we are going to start action here in a couple seconds, uh, about 30 seconds. Joe, what do you think? Um, do they got a chance here? You know, absolutely. Absolutely. As I mentioned at the beginning of the game, Carmel usually receives the, the, the opening kickoff of the game. They'll be receiving here, which will be a bit foreign to them, I would say, over the last 10 years and, you know, 100-so football games. 90 of them, they've, they've received the, the opening kickoff. And it'll be interesting what happens here because as a, as a defensive coach, we would always stress because we were usually kicking away, we would always stress – don't let them have a big drive. Don't let them have a big drive. And now, now that task rests with Notre Dame. And now Carmel's so Tramil and uh, is going to start. Rain back there, and it looks like Tramil's going to pick it up at the ten. He's out to the twenty, the twenty-three yard line. He's upended right away. And Carmel will start there with eleven fifty-four left in the ball game. Uh, Carmel will have the ball first and ten at their own twenty-three yard line. It's going to be exciting to see what the uh, offensive coordinator here has called for Carmel, uh, see if they'll open it up in the ends. They've been successful around the ends a little bit, uh, getting some big plays. So uh, we go back to action here with Mark as they come to the line of scrimmage. So here we go. Jeremy Strutzel under center. He barks out the signals, a handoff right away to Tariq Abrams. He gets about three yards on the carry. It'll be second and seven. For Carmel, and that's where they'll spot it. Yeah, Tariq Abrams, uh, the the Carmel fullback, is he's built like a uh, a fire hydrant. He's he's all of five foot six, the better half of two hundred pounds, and he just lowers his shoulders and goes. He had a great week last week, didn't he? In his first week as a starting uh, back, I was really impressed for his his maiden voyage as the uh, Carmel fullback. Here's Jeremy Strutzel under center with Abrams in the backfield, and it's a handoff. You know, Strutzel keeps it. He bounces off tackle. He's going to have about six yards on the carry. He'll get around in their own 30-yard line, so that will put it pretty close to the first down. About a third and one, third and two situation here. You are listening to the All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI Antioch 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. That play probably probably indicates an adjustment for the Carmel offense where Strussel kept and uh, tried to press the, the edge. So we got a third and two situation. Strutzel up in, under the center. He barks out the signals, fakes a handoff to Tramil, and it looks like uh, Did a little stopped right away as he gives the ball to, I believe it's Barnes, maybe only... Uh, didn't look like he got anything at all. He did a little counter there. It looked like uh, motion one way and counter the other, and it looked like he got a loss yard. It's going to be fourth. The punt team is going to come out here. Uh, who's that punter once again? Uh, number two Ryan, kicking. Ryan Monkman. Ryan Monkman back to kick. 
Carmel's defense uh, back on the field. Now here we go. Buckman in the uh, punt formation. Beautiful it's a good snap. snap. And there we go with the kick. And it's a decent kick. It's going to get some bounce on Carmel the bounce all over it. Yeah, exactly. So the uh, Notre Dame will have the ball at their own 25-yard line. Is uh, the ball uh, right up the gut and uh, end over end, and, and we're not able to return it at well, all. Well, Notre Dame starting off well here in the third quarter, 10 uh, 22 left to play, and they forced the Carmel Corsairs to a three and out in a punting situation. They get the ball back coming the other way. Yeah, that's discouraging for the offense because they'll spend the, the great amount of time during the half talking about adjustments and things they might be able to do and to muster only a, a three and out has got to be a little bit disappointing but they're on the sidelines getting things together here we go with Drabic in the shotgun formation he barks out the signals he hands off uh, to George and uh, Carmel was all over it he gets about a hey, back to about the line of scrimmage and that's all he could get try to go right over the center yeah more of the same for Notre Dame Give the ball to Miles George, see what he can get. Let those big guys up front push some guys and, and hope that he can find a hole. Truly looks like the defense is leading for Carmel. That uh, bend and no break attitude here uh, comes with a second and eight. Here's George, shotgun formation, straight back. Here's the throw to the left side, and it's broken up. Carmel was all over it. Very good coverage on the play. Number 82. Number 82, and that's... Uh, uh, Excuse me, uh, Jonathan Young. Jonathan Young. Thank Jonathan you. Young. Who's, Thank you, Joe. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Young and uh, George brother. Kern also dropped back to help out. Well, from little little print with the rosters and yeah, numbers we can't yeah, see in the field, yeah. that's a that's a struggle to sometimes to get that out. Right, but. exactly. And here's uh, shotgun uh, screen throw to pass. the left side. Jake DeMarco's all over it. A nice play, Jake DeMarco. They uh, him and he's in nowhere to go. They threw uh, that read that perfectly. They threw that wide receiver screen far out to the left, zipped it out there, and that defensive back popped him as the ball came. He was dropped for a loss. It's fourth and twelve, and it looks like uh, Notre Dame's in a punting situation at this point. First punt, I think, of the day uh, for Notre Dame. Maybe second. Second, second punt. Tramil is standing around his own. Uh, 40-yard line. Here's the kick, and Tramil is going to receive it there. He's going to have a chance to run at about 37, 43-yard line. He's upended right away, and Notre Dame had good coverage on the play. Pretty good coverage there. They were down in their lanes, and, and Corsair's offense are going to take over here. Let's see if they can get something going uh, here from the 43-yard line. they got about 57 yards to go uh, with nine minutes left in the third quarter. That's quite a kick by the Notre Dame punter. It's an interesting spot. I don't know yards, why they moved it back to about level. the 40. I thought he had gotten a few yards on the play. Here we go with uh, in the shotgun this time now. Jeremy Strutzel barks out the signal, <laughs> drops back. He's going to throw the ball, and he's got a, got quick a man. slant pattern, and that was a nice throw by Jeremy Strutzel to uh, Noah Thigpen, uh, 6'1", junior out of St. Gilbert's Parish and Gray's Lake. Is that any relation to the old Pittsburgh wide Bobby receiver? Bobby Thigpen, uh, White Sox also, yeah. <laughs> White Sox also. Nancy. Yeah. Nancy, right. Yeah, exactly. Lancy. Yeah. But uh, it is second and nine for the Corsairs. Great play on that first uh, that first down. Yeah. 
and Strutzel they went to the air. A nice ball, and you know, here we go. Strutzel has the ball. Uh, Carmel at their own uh, 48-yard line. Barks out the signals and a handoff, and looks like it's to Barnes, and he gets maybe about the three yards, which is enough for the first down, just over midfield. So first and ten at the Notre Dame 49 with 8:48 to go. It is eight to seven Notre Dame, and the Corsairs are driving. Not unlike most defenses that face Carmel's offense, Notre Dame is putting eight guys in the box. They'll keep a, a couple corners or a couple safeties loose, but they've got at least eight guys within five, six yards of the football. Here we go with Strutzel under center. Ball at the Notre Dame 48-yard line. Carmel first and 10. Strutzel drops back. He's going to throw. Here's the throw. Oh, geez, he hit uh, Tramil, and he just overthrew him. Uh, Tramil was... was Basically wide open, uh, Father. That's a that's a that's a tough route uh, because he's kind of making that wheel route to the outside, coming up, and he's anticipating where he's going to be. He picked that spot to throw, and he just couldn't get there. It was just out of his reach, but not a bad pattern. They're starting to open up their offense now. It's kind of exciting because they're starting to throw the ball a little bit, and I don't think Notre Dame is ready for it. Here we go, Strutzel back under center. Zaire Barnes in the backfield, and uh, Strutzel. Uh, oh, fumble. geez, Carmel fumbled oh, this time. Oh, he got they, the ball back. Boy, we have had a couple unfortunate turnovers that really hurt us in the first half, but it, uh, luckily that one ball popped up out of Strutzel, and it was... Uh, picked up right away by Thigpen, who uh, caught the ball in midair. And it looked like that up. ball was ripped out of his hands, and then the fullback there was right there blocking for him, turned around, and the ball fell in his hands. It was a gain uh, of about two, and they got a third and six, third and seven situation here. Here we go with Strutzel under center. Uh, two wide to the left, one to the right, and in one motion. And he hit, fakes the hands off. He's got the pitch. Barnes, uh, and Barnes is not going to get it. That's for it's sure. It's going to be very close to the first down, maybe a yard and a half. Fourth down situation for Carmel. So you know, his option. Uh, what do you think, Joe? Are they in four four down situation? No. Here? You know what? They're they're nearly at midfield. It looks like they're going for it though. They could have Strutzel try to bark a, a hard count and try to pull them offside. The students here are, are, are excited. You can hear the bleachers just Here we go with Strutzel under us. center and uh, too wide to the right. It looks like in, in Tremel in motion. He's having a hard time hearing the signals. And on a counter play to Barnes, and he's not going to get it. Ooh, Jeez. he's short about a yard. Yeah, he got to the 40. For him right there. He got to the 40. He needed to get another half yard. Another turnover at Downs. So that's two in a row uh, here for the Notre Dame defense, doing a good job containing that Corsair offense. You see Carmel kind of opening it up a little bit, doing some passing. Things are working, but yet they're not getting the right sequence to move the ball down the field. You know what, when, when you have fourth and short, third and short, you can't run the ball timidly. I don't mind the counter call, but Zaire Barnes started to chop his feet and, and seemed to avoid contact there. You have to lower your shoulder and go. He's a junior uh, coach. You, you, you anticipate, you know, it's all getting there, right? Yes. Here we go with uh, Drabic in shotgun formation and George hand off to the left side. and He's got about a gain of three. Yeah. That's Jake Sirwin on a tackle coming 
hot and heavy, uh, lowered the shoulder and, and uh, prevented any extra yardage this time by George. Boy, that long sweep there that they did. That kid was running pretty fast, but he met with the resistance from the cornerback and the safety coming up. Did a good job stopping that play. It looks like somebody's down on the field, so we have an opportunity here to go to our sponsor, uh, Nissan, Ziegler Nissan. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney is proud to sponsor this Carmel Catholic football. Good luck on a great season of the Corsairs. If you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 is here to help. We are easy to find. We've just started construction on our new state-of-the-art facility coming soon. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 are online at ZieglerNissanGurney.com. So the the offense uh, has got to help help us out a little bit. I, the defense has played well the last few weeks, and we just need more points. Sure do. As as Father Mike mentioned, that was uh, an interesting s series there, where the Corsairs went to the air a couple times. You know, over the the last fifteen or so years, the Carmel offense is renowned for running the ball, running the ball, and running the ball. And if they threw more than five times a game, that was too many. I have to think that if they don't begin throwing the ball a little bit more often, finding yards on the ground is going to be a difficult task. Like you said before, Joe, they got eight, nine guys stacked on the line of scrimmage, you know, with those linebackers tight. It's pretty hard to run for anybody there, uh, you know, when you got that many defensive men in that men in that box. So I think that's their option at this point is to kind of open it up and do the variations of the pass off that triple option. Here we go, Notre Dame with the ball, shotgun situation. Drabic calling out the signals. Drabic with a handoff to George. George is, uh, runs off right tackle for maybe three yards. Uh, it's going to be, it looks like, third and four situation. Uh, Notre Dame is on their own 46-yard line, um, and it looks like they're getting the play at the line of scrimmage already. Personnel switching in. Looks like the defense is playing that 5-3 defense with the nose guard and the linebacker set outside. Here we go. Drabic in the shotgun. Drabic rolls right. He's looking. He's under pressure, and he cannot get the ball off. It was good coverage on the play, and a nice pursuit by Jacob Seco and also uh, Jonathan Ivan. Ivan uh, was the D-back in that situation. Uh, it, was an, it was an underthrown ball, uh, but Seco really provided that pressure to get him up on his heels. Here we go. Punt situation uh, for Notre, Notre Dame. Dame and, he, and they're getting ready to kick, and back deep for Carmel is uh, Green, and he takes it at about his 15. He breaks the tackle. He's out around the 24-yard line, 26-yard line. He's going to be upended, and that's... That's where Carmel will take the ball. At first and 10 at their own 26-yard line, 6-18 left in the third quarter. Notre Dame leading 8-7. You are listening to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio Antioch. Are you enjoying this all-star Catholic high school football game of the week? Did you know that you can listen to it later on demand? Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org. Click on then programming that's WSFI Catholic Radio.org. Listen, then click on. Here's uh Strutzel and he hands off to Tramel. Well, he's Trammell got the, the left side 35 45 yard line. Miles Tramel is one of the fastest guys we're ever going to see. And if you can get some 
space for him to run, uh, he can go a long ways. That was a gain of about 15 yards by him. He was ran out of bounds at the 40-yard line here, the near side of the field. Uh, we got a good angle on that to see that. But he made that corner pretty quick, turned it up, and got about an extra six, seven yards on that play. So here we go. Carmel with first and 10 at their own 40. Strutzel under center with Zaire Barnes in the backfield. Strutzel barks out the signals. And he hands off to Barnes. Barnes is going to get a couple yards on the carry. It'll be second and eight. You know, running the option is so difficult. And the most difficult position to play there is the quarterback. Jerry McStrutzel very, very likely didn't make the right read there. They're crashing down to the fullback he gave. Expect him to keep a little bit more often, get it to the edge. If they if they attack him, he'll pitch the ball, and it's been pretty successful the few times they've ran it tonight. Yeah, they only gave him a yard on the play. It's second and nine. Strutzel once again under center with Barnes in the backfield. And here we go. Back Strutzel back, and he's going to throw the ball. And there's the he's got a man. Green, and he's got a nice catch. What a grab by Green. He went up high for that. Just a really good catch. They'll have the ball at the uh, Notre Dame 35-yard line. That was a gain of 25 yards uh, by that pass and catch there. And now they're looking at about 35 yards to go for pay dirt. And that's that opening we've talked about, them going to the air. And now it seems like it's paying off a little bit. Coach May called it. Here we go. Strutzel under center. Barnes in the backfield. First and 10. Carmel in it. Hand off to Barnes on a counter off the right side. Nowhere to go. They're they're guessing run every play, it looks like, guys. Well, they are shutting down that run. And, and until you get that passing game going, those linebackers and those those safety situation, those safety personnel, they are not going to back off the line of scrimmage until you hit them uh, down the middle uh, to make them back off the line of scrimmage. So it is a second and ninth situation with Carmel with the ball on the Notre Dame 34-yard line. Strutzel in the shotgun formation, two to the left, one to the right. Here's a throw. Oh, bat it down. down right away, and it's a dead ball. He's worried that it... That was the defensive end there. Uh, can't see the number, but a big kid. He got his hands up right away, swatted down that ball. Great play by Notre Dame to force a third and nine situation for Carmel. In the passing game, the Corsairs are looking to match up Chenille Green, who's a 6'3 junior against the defensive back, the cornerback for Notre Dame, Michael Valdez, who is only 5'7". The pass they had just completed was a jump ball, and Green obviously was a taller man. Here's Strutzel under center, barks out the signals. He drops back to throw, and he's looking the left side. Got a man a again. A nice pass and catch. And uh, th- there was Noah Thigpen, and that'll be a first down for Carmel down around the Notre Dame 16. 17-16-yard line. Nice throw, turned around, the ball was there right away. There, once again, Carmel's opening it up a little bit. He's faking that that dive back and off. It looked like a play action there, uh, but they kind of stunned the D-backs in that situation, and he was wide open. Here we go. Strutzel under center. He's got uh, Abrams behind him. Hand off to fake to Abrams in a pitch to uh, Zaire Barnes, left side. Once again, they're all over the run. No gain. Uh, maybe a gain of one as, as the stick moves forward one. Looks like it's going to be about second and eight, maybe second and seven. Yeah, Notre Dame is flying to the ball. Uh, 
I wouldn't be surprised if Stressel goes to the air again here. Carmel's got a great situation here. You know, on the 17-yard line, 16-yard line, it's the closest they've been in a while. Stressel under center, barks out the signals. He's got Green in motion. Abrams in the backfield. Gives to Green, and uh, I mean Abrams, and he goes nowhere. Stopped uh, immediately for, it looks like a loss of one. So that'll be a third and long. Yeah, third and long here, third and nine. And it looks like Notre Dame substituting three and putting their D-backs in the game. They're they're thinking uh, they're going to pass the ball here on a long situation on the goal line. Yeah, they've been playing man defense. Notre Dame will run man, and if they run any zone, they'll typically run either cover two or cover three. It looks like they have green isolated on the right-hand side. Under center, and uh, he drops back to throw. He's looking, rolls to the left side. And he's going to keep it. He's down, pushed out of bounds. Oh, we could have seen a flag there. No, uh, what do you think, gentlemen? I mean, that was he's out of bounds, and the, it looked like a, a, really a late hit. But couldn't see it. It wasn't much of a hit. If it was a hit, it was a push. Yeah. But that was a third down situation. It's going to be uh, fourth and eight. Same situation. Maybe they'll kick this ball. I don't know how good their field goal kicker well, is. They got the kicker point. on the field right now, and. Uh, well, this would be about a, a, a 34 yard. Matt Helen is ready for it. Strutzel's the quarterback. I mean, a fake wouldn't be out of the possibilities. All 11 guys at the line of scrimmage for Notre Dame looking for the block here. Here's Helen. He's a sidewinder, as are most nowadays. Snap. Nice snap. Down good, and Helen's kick is uh, perfect. Splits the upright, and that'll be put Carmel out in front 9 to 8. Points are tough to come by. In a slow ball game that was 8 to 7 for most of the game, Carmel has taken the lead 10 to 8 here at Carmel Stadium in Mundelein, and we got about 2.51 to go in the third quarter. Well, that was a, a, a nice offensive performance going to the air for the Corsairs, getting in the field goal range. And Matt Helen, who is probably good from anywhere 45 yards in, split the uprights. It's a little bit to the right at right upright, but uh, it's through. Good for three. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney is proud to sponsor this Carmel Catholic football. Good luck on a great season of the Corsairs. And if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 is here to help. We're easy to find. We've just started construction on our new state-of-the-art facility coming soon. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 or online at ZieglerNissan.com. And if you haven't been listening to our all our broadcasts throughout the year, the consensus is Nissans are really awesome vehicles. They have been for 40 years at least, and uh, Ziegler would be a great place to buy one. So here's Matt Helen with the kickoff. Notre Dame ready to receive. What a great ball game so far. There's the kick. Good kick. Looks like to the about 10-yard line. Yeah. And he's out along the 20, the 30. Uh, he'll be brought down. There's a flag thrown. Looks like a it's hold. Gotta be, yeah. It's got to be a holder, a clip. Looks like laundry on the field, right, gentlemen? That old yellow flag. Never like to see it as a player. Unless you're on the other team. Unless you're right. on the other team. <laughs> but on specialty teams, I mean, what, 99% of the time it's going to be on the return team. There's a second flag midfield. I saw someone being tossed around there. It looked like the uh, Carmel kicker 
Matt Helen may have gotten thrown by a defender, so it, it could be two personal fouls on Notre Dame. These are awesome young men, Coach May, and, uh, you know, I mean, ultimately that's what we're concerned about is their future development. But you don't see, like, anybody running around banging people on the helmets like you have in the past, huh? Since we got a little short break and the officials are uh, sorting this mess out on the field, you are listening to the All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI Antioch, 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We got a holding on Notre Dame uh, as they receive, so they're going to be backed up a bit here uh, from that return. And it looks like they're going to spot the ball on the 29 yard line, is it? Yeah, the two calls there were actually a holding, holding call on Notre Dame, and then after the whistle, an unsportsmanlike conduct call on Carmel. So the ball didn't go anywhere. It's on the 20. Uh, 36-yard line of Notre Dame. Here's and Matt Drabick in the shotgun formation. He rolls to the right side. He's going to rainbow the right Picked side. Off. George Kern has got it. And George Kern is running. He's at the 45, the 40, the 35. There's a flag and probably a clip. A nice interception on the play. There That's we go. Carmel Corsairs picked that ball off. He was trying to go down the inner seam, uh, down on the on the uh, slant inside, and the safety jumped right into the way and picked that ball off. What a great play by number three. It's worth noting, uh, while the ball was thrown in his direction, George Curran is dealing with one good hand and a broken hand, which is wrapped up about three inches of padding, so that was wonderful for him to catch that ball, look it in, tuck it away. And it looks like they're walking off against the Corsairs. It was probably a clip. I didn't see the call on the field, but they got nailed for about 10. The ball is set right at the 50-yard line. The Corsairs are going to have great field position going in. Hopefully they can get that offense moving. Boy, it looked like a running back there did young George Curry. Yeah, I mean, that's a thrill, you know, for for him, I'm sure. So here we go. Uh, Strutzel uh, under center. One wide to the left, one wide to the right. Tramill and Barnes in the backfield. And oh! Here goes Barnes. And a nice run by Barnes. Uh, he broke the first tackle, got through the backfield. He's down around the Notre Dame 37 yard line. First down, Notre Dame. First down, Carmel moved the chain. Gain of 14 yards. He got to the linebacker depth, depth and started doing a spin and gained about four yards just in moving and pumping his legs. What a great run that was. And finally, the running game is starting to pay off in the middle. Uh, there was a blitz uh, by Notre Dame at that point, which took some of their DBs and safeties out of the program. Here we go. Strutzel under center, and he hands off uh, to Tariq Abrams, and there's nowhere to run, maybe a yard on the play. Once again, it looks like Notre Dame's going back to that set in the middle, filling those gaps and slanting, and he got nowhere. Uh, now we're looking at a second and 10 situation with about 147 left in the third quarter. for a keeper. Critical here that, that Carmel can, can muster a score, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown. A touchdown will put him up by two scores. That's their ideal target. You know, the other threat that they have is Strutzel runs about a 4-5, 4-6-40, and, I mean, he can drop back and just take off, can he? Here we go, Strutzel under center. 
Uh, Abrams in the backfield. Back to pass. He's back to throw, and he's under pressure. pressure. Sack. Yeah, they got to For him. For a loss of about eight. Right away, they had read that and uh, looked like somewhat of a jailbreak because there was several of them coming. He started to roll there. He shunt the stop. He caught him from behind. We're looking at a third and probably about 17, third and 18 situation. They went to the pass there, and uh, they finally got stopped by those big defensive ends that came out the end. Well, as Mark had mentioned, Stressel has some wheels. His rule when he rolls out is, if you can run, run the ball. Stressel under center. Here we go. Third and 18. Uh, fakes the handoff and gives it to Tramil. Tramil to the right side, and he's got, well, he's got a decent run on the play, but he's uh, got about 10 yards on the play. Yeah. It's going to be about fourth and eight, I would guess. Not a bad situation. He had a lot of blockers up front. Uh, nice little runner in and out, um, and he got about eight yards on that. Yeah, fourth and eight sounds like the right call. We're about to run out of yeah, out of uh, time in the third quarter. Wisely, Coach Biddo says we're going to let this clock run out and talk about this decision. What an example of a false sense of security. How about relying on the life insurance you get through work uh, to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you want to plan on, on working at that company for the rest of your life? The fact is you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. Call Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life as he invites you to share your hopes and dreams with him. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call Matt at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Well, we have 12 minutes left in this ball game. Uh, Carmel Catholic is up 10 to 8 over Notre Dame here at Mundelein. It's been a great game. Uh, kind of an overview, Coach Joe. What do you think so far? Well, a seesaw battle. Seesaw battle as I would have expected. You know, the, I've mentioned that that Notre Dame always plays Carmel tight. Carmel always plays Notre Dame tight, and it should be quite the exciting ending here, Father. Well, it's definitely been a defensive ball game. I've been impressed with Carmel undersized at their defensive line, and they've been doing a great job. And now they look like there's a punt situation here for Carmel. Going to try Carmel to pin them back deep. Punt. There's Helen's kick. Ooh, Boy, poor it's not punch. a yeah, poor it punt. not a good kick. It is marked here at the 31-yard line of Notre Dame. Tough kick. Yeah, it looks like we he would've... tried to angle it, and I don't know why. Wish we would have had one of those back. You know, if he could have pinned him down deep, got him down to the five-yard line, that would have been a good show uh, for Carmel. But Notre Dame is starting at their 31-yard line coming out. So what's the, what's the story there? It looked like he tried to angle it, but there was no reason to angle it because he had plenty of room to kick it straight away. Working with punters in college, being a long snapper at all, has to do with the drop on the foot. It looks like the drop is off. Maybe a wet ball. I'm going to blame everything on the rain. Gotcha. <laughs> so is the kicker. So here's Drabic, uh shotgun formation. He's got two wide to the left, uh, one to the right, and hands off to George in the backfield who gets about four yards on the carry. Not a bad gain uh, for that. They were in the 4-4 situation on defense with four down linemen, four linebackers, and got past the defensive line, but the linebackers kind of swept him up and stopped that ball carrier. Looks like a favorable mark for the Corsairs.
Looking at about second and about six with 11.24 left in the ballgame. Here's Drabik's shotgun formation. Hand off to George once again. They like to run the ball a lot, too. And uh, Tripped up for yeah, about a gainy yard. Yeah. Still going, and it'll be hard, interesting to see where they mark the pursuit at. It looks like uh, forward progress puts them about the 48-yard line. It's going to be about third and three, third and four at the most. And right back at the line of scrimmage is their offensive line for Notre Coach Dame. Coach Lasky's getting that sidelines fired up. He's a big cheerleader, too, and that's that's you know nice to see. Get these guys in the game. Here we go. Drabik uh, in the shotgun formation, one to the right, one to the left, and the handoff is George again. George is breaking tackles. Ooh. He is a powerful runner, and, uh, and it looks like a the, first down. It looks like the back judge there has got fourth and one. And this side judge is saying, yeah, he went with that mark. So it's fourth and one at the 40-yard line coming out of uh, Notre Dame. You're uh, right. I thought he had it, but you're right. Yeah, He, he yeah. was close, but the whistle blew. That's kind of where they mark it. Whistle is kind of like a siren on a police car. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, Notre Dame coach Mike Hennessy hasn't used any of his replay challenges yet, <laughs> nor will he be able to. This is high school football. So here's Drabik, and that's why this game moves so quickly. I mean, there's a million things I'd like to talk to you about. Don't have the time. Drabik in the shotgun. Hand off to George. Oh, and he stopped. Oh, second effort possible. Oh, they've got a good it mark. It depends where they yeah. mark that football. Yeah. Side judge or uh, field judge. It depends on who has this mark. Side and they did not score. get it. It's going to be caramel ball. Going back in great field position with 9.47 left in the ballgame. They are up 10 to 8, and they got 40 yards to go for a touchdown. Great field position for yeah, them. Yeah, what a game the defense has played tonight. Now, as I was saying, the sidelines, it seemed a little bit lifeless to me, and Coach Lasky was screaming at them. Next thing you know, we see a lot of energy on the sidelines. So that's, uh, they're pumped up. That could have went either way, Joe. What do you think? I think so, too. You know, you know the previous play, the opposite side judge. One had him with a first down, one had him short. This one was definitely short. So here we go with uh, Strutzel under center. He's got Abrams in the backfield and Miles Tramiel in motion. Fakes the handoff and turns around uh, off right tackle on a sweep. Looks like he's got nothing, maybe nope. a yard on the play. Yeah, they're going to give him a yard. That field judge on the far sideline gave him one, so it's going to be second nine with 9.30 to go in the ball game. The clock is running. They're at the 30-yard line, 39-yard line. Yeah, the important thing here is to hang on to the football. Do not give him a turnover. Do not give him a short field. If you have to punt it away, punt it better than the last time and pin him in their their own territory. So he's in the shotgun formation. He's got one, two to the left, one to the right. Looks like a, he's ready to throw, and he's going to throw the ball. And oh, batted, batted down, down again. once again. Yeah, that's the second yeah, time yeah. that same player has batted down that yeah, that ball at the defensive end Strutzel position. Strutzel stands at 6'1", and I'm going to tell you, I've met him a million times. He's a big 6'1", too, but they're getting their hands up, and he's not getting the ball off. You have that big receiver out to the right, ready to do that nice little in. And uh, it's going to be fourth and nine uh, situation. There's that third and nine. It'll be third and nine situation. There's Aiden Flood, who's a uh, 5'10 senior that keeps getting in there, knocking that ball down, defensive back. 
Here we go with Strutzel in the shotgun once again. Abrams behind him, two wide to the left, two wide to the right. He's going to throw. He's straight back. Here's a throw. And Wobbler. Oh, uh, great yeah, defensive play for Notre know, Dame. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, Chanel Green was open on the left side. It's who the intended target. It was not a great throw. Yeah, that was an intentional jump ball. Chanel Green, 6-3 against a 5-7 defender. What Green has to do on that play is come back to that ball and catch it at its highest point. That way, a 5-7 defender, unless he can, you know, jump over rainbows, uh, he won't be able to make that defensive play. Here's Ryan Monkman back to punt for Carmel. Hopefully he can pin him back. And here's the kick, the and right. it is uh, nice punt here. Yeah, this one might go into the end zone, though. No. Oh, one-yard line. Half-yard line. Yeah. What a beautiful... What so a beautiful that, punt. That, that he redeemed just, himself. That last throw uh, just took the ball took lo- too long to get there. Yeah, it was it was an overarching throw instead of a rocket. If that rocket would have been there, he would have got that ball. But yeah. that was on the half-yard line. What a beautiful punt. He redeemed himself, Monkman, from the last punt and pinned Notre Dame down. This is a great opportunity for Carmel's defense at this point. So joining us up here in the booth is... Uh, oh, no, we have a switch and call. He brought it out to the 20, and he he basically called a touchback. It looked like that ball went out. Maybe it hit the cone or the pylon, and that is ruled a touchback. So Notre Dame will start their offense at the 20-yard line. 8.50 left to go in the fourth quarter. Here's Drabic, and the defense has been on the field an awful long time. Let's go, Carmel defense. Here we go. And a handoff to George and nowhere to go. And that defense, we've been, you know, that defensive line, you know, we only we only line up three up front, but they've done a remarkable job. His tonight. second effort, we thought the play was over, but his second effort brought him five yards to the linebacker uh, depth. And it's going to be second and five at this point. Yeah, that was actually running back number 20, Mario Alavella. It's so difficult to see the numbers on these jerseys. You know, uh, George had left the game for a spell, uh, cramping, and he may be cramping up again. Trips right, shotgun formation. Here he goes, Drabic, shotgun wide to the right, he rolls, and it's almost picked off by Carmel. And on that play was number 55 for Carmel, and that is uh, Jake Serwin, a 6'2 junior. That was a great play by him. He got his hands out, slapped that ball even before it came to the receiver. It hit the ground, never had a chance at that ball. He rolled out right in a trips formation, and it was just swamped there with defenders. Uh, what a great play on defense for Carmel. Uh, looks like third and five with yeah. 8.07 to go in the ballgame. Here's Drabic in the shotgun formation. Two wide to the right, two wide to the left. Drabic parks out the signals. And he's going to roll. Penalty flag. flag Play right will away. stop. Legal motion. we got a little uh, uh, programming here for you. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic and local programs like this all-star Catholic high school football game of the week to our community. We can only do that with listeners' financial support. Take a moment now. To donate online at WSFICatholicRadio.org or mail your tax-deductible 
donation to WSFI Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 685. That's WSFI Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, 685. Any donation is appreciated. Drabic shotgun. Drabic drops back to pass. And they got him in the backfield. What a nice pressure. Jacob Sicko again. And he is just a monster out there. I, I hate to say it, but that was a sick play on defense. <laughs> huh, Sicko? Yes. That indeed. was a third, third and indeed. 10 situation. It is now fourth and 10, and it's going to lead to a punting situation on Notre Dame. Their punter is now set half uh, way into the end zone. Boy, a bad snap here could really be fortunate for, uh, for Carmel. Yeah. Oh, and it's a bad snap. But it's, it shanks it off to the right side. He was able to get it off. And oh, a Notre bounce, Dame bounce. A really fortunate bounce. And it's beyond midfield, so Carmel's going to take it over at their own 47 what a great, What a great punt with that situation with the snap low. He dropped it. He picked it back up and got that punt off a forward roll to the 47-yard line so of Father, Carmel. Uh, Father, being a college Division One college football player, WSFI player of the week a couple weeks ago was Jacob Sicko, and I interviewed him. One awesome kid. His dad was a fireman, retired fireman, and I asked him, and he said, "Yeah, I'm playing college football." And he said, "Where?" And he said, "I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm playing college football." So I, I think a lot of colleges would be lucky to have that guy, huh? Yeah, that kid. Uh, you know, a heck of a play on that sack there. Uh, a lot of intensity. Here we go, Strutzel under center. And handoff, uh, quarterback sacked. He yeah. tried to hand off, and he was caught by the defensive lineman by the shirt, pulled down by four defensive players for Notre Dame. About a loss of three. Number one rule for the course here: do not give up the football. As uh, the Notre Dame defenders were clawing and ripping and punching at that ball, Strutzel held on with two hands, which is exactly what he's taught. Time running down here: six thirty-five. It's ten to eight. Carmel leading Notre Dame at Mundelein here at uh, the stadium here at Carmel High School. Uh, they're in the huddle and coming to the line of scrimmage. Mark, what do you got for us here? So here we go. Uh, Strutzel under center. Carmel at their own 45-yard line. Second and 12 situation. Strutzel barks out. Hands off to Miles Tramill. Goes off left tackle on a counter play for maybe two yards only. And he gets back to the line of scrimmage and maybe uh, gain a one, gain a two, maybe. Uh, back to the original. It's going to be third and nine um, here on the play. Six minutes to go in the ball game. One thing Carmel will, will certainly try to do here, and then they are trying to do, is to run out the clock, but if they want to put more pressure on the Don's defense, they may have to air it out here. Yeah, and Strutzel, I mean, I've been watching this kid at quarterback for a number of years. You know, he can throw a beautiful pass. He's just got to, he's got to get it there. Here we go. Uh, two wide, one wide each side. Strutzel uh, under center, and face. Oh, nice run right uh, up the middle. Yeah. Looks like a gain of six. Going to be fourth and two. Uh, that was uh, Jake DeMarco's in the backfield now, Kyrian. Coach? Yeah, Jake DeMarco yeah. Uh, in for Tariq Abrams at fullback here. This is a huge decision here. They're at the Notre Dame 45-yard line. Do they punt it away and, and let their defense go back out there and do what they've been doing most of the game? Or do they risk it and uh, risk giving Notre Dame a short field? Yeah. What's your guess, Coach? While well, there's still time to guess, they're gonna they're gonna let the the uh, play clock 
go down to one second and give uh, give themselves a little bit of time to make that decision. Talk it over, huh? Smart move there. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney is proud to sponsor this Carmel Catholic football. Good luck on a great season to the Corsairs. If you were looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 is here to help. We are easy to find. We've just started construction on our new state-of-the-art facility coming soon. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 or online at ZieglerNissan.com. Well, we got a little break in the action here with 4.45 left to play. Carmel's up 10 to 8, uh, and they are a fourth down situation, fourth and four at the Notre Dame 46, maybe 45. Um, what do you predict here, Joe? Are they going to punt? Are they going to go? I mean, tough call by the coach. I wouldn't want to make it. I'm going to take, a, take a, uh, a little cheat here and realize that Ryan Monkman, the punter, is out on the field. <laughs> that's cheating. And I, I'm going to I'm going to call a fake here. Really? Fake. Really? That's a tough call. Wow. Especially leading uh, and the punt that he had before puts them down to the five if he could duplicate what he did so before. So we'll know if somebody in Notre Dame's coaching staff has a headset if they call a timeout right now. Here we go. Munkin back to kick. The snap is a good one. And here's the kick, and it's oh. another bad kick off. Shanked it off to the right side. Nowhere. Marked at the 35-yard line. It's, what is going on here? It's about a 10-yard kick, and that was the wrong call, I think, by that. And, you know, you can never control your players on the field. Maybe it's the right call, but uh, bad performance by Monkman there with that kick. Yeah, Coach Biddle had a couple words to him, and he's pounded the table. We feel bad for him. These are young athletes, student athletes, but um, it happens. I'll tell you what, the defense and Carmel's raring to go. They're ready right at the line of scrimmage, ready to take that challenge. There's 440 left to play, and Notre Dame's coming out from their 35-yard line, their own 35. Here we go, Carmel defense. Ah. Drabic in the shotgun formation, two wide to the left, one to the right, and he hands off up the gut. And is that uh, George in the backfield, coach, or are they, once again, the numbers, it looks like it is George. George has returned to the game. Gain a six-yard line coming off to this side, uh, ran out of bounds about the 40-yard line, so it's going to be second five with 434 left in the ball game. You know, on a night like this where it's been raining and the field's wet, one of your most critical positions here. Is, is truly your ball boy. Um, notice that Notre Dame is working with a dry football out there. Okay, we got an umbrella that's popped up in front of us. Here we go, two wide to the left, one to the right. Oh. Dravik in the shotgun, and Carmel, a broken play. It looked like he was looking for somebody to hand off to, and there was nobody there. That would be recorded as a sack, a loss of four yards. It's going to be third and nine uh, with 4.18 left to play. Um, pretty good situation here for... Uh, Carmel and their defense have been outstanding with this large offensive line. They're doing quite well here on defense. And here we go. Drabic in the shotgun formation barks out the signals. He's got two to the left, one to the right. Reverse. A reverse, yeah. And it's reverse, double way reverse back. pass. And here's the throw, and it's no good. Yeah. Incomplete, incomplete pass. Carmel had that very well covered. Well, that was some razzle-dazzle. There was one, two, three pitches and a throw, and it was no good at the end. They threw down to the 40, and it was incomplete. So it looks like it's going to be fourth here, and 
Fourth and eight. Eight. Fourth, fourth and eight. They'll spot the ball at Notre Dame's own 40, and the kicking team is coming on. Well, that was some excitement there. I, I saw everybody in the booth kind of shift in their chairs, look, seeing what's going on. Kind of some excitement from the Notre Dame offense, but it did not work out. Carmel's defense holds, and they're punting from their own 36-yard line. Indeed. Oh, a fake. It's a fake. Look out. It's all over. And they He's got sacked. it. Carmel has it read perfectly. Jake DeMarco on the tackle. Him and Zaire Barnes were both there. Beautiful play. Jake DeMarco's come up big game tonight. They The long snapper snapped to the up back about four yards behind him. He dropped back a couple uh, a couple yards to pass. Those guys on the end of the defensive line were flaring in to block that punt, and they crashed hard on that that quarterback, and they got the sack. Turnover on downs. Carmel's going in from their own 28-yard line. Great field position with 3.44 left play. Yeah, Carmel have the ball at the Notre Dame 28-yard line, and we can punch it in, gentlemen. It would be very, very big right now. Strutzel under center. Here's a handoff, and it's to DeMarco. Ooh, He's got nowhere to go. Yeah, he probably might have lost a yard on the carry. They're looking to run this clock out, it seems, and they're going to probably take as much time as they can going to the huddle, and you're going to see the clock running 23-27 left, no gain, second and 10 going into their uh, the Notre Dame end zone here. And it, uh, Father, you know, it looks like they're guessing, and Coach, it looks like they're guessing uh, run every play. Well, they have to, I guess, with that running game of Carmel, and they, they have you know, scope them out well on film, and they're crashing, you know, that first part of the option. Here's Strutzel under center. Hands on Lost the ball. Fumble to Abrams and a fumble, and Notre Dame has it. This is the third fumble we've seen on the exchange between turnover. the fullback and the, and the quarterback. Left it on his hip, wasn't grabbed. Ball's on the ground. Notre Dame picks it up, and they have recovered at the 27-yard line of Notre Dame. Yeah, that's the toughest the toughest thing they have in option football is the fullback dives and the exchange between the quarterback and the fullback is called the mesh and the rule for the quarterback is if the ball gets past his front hip, he leaves it in the gut of his fullback. It looked like it passed his hip and he, he tried to hang on to it. Yeah, I was mistaken there. It's not the 27. It's their own 22 coming out and they got uh, about 78 yards to go. And here, here we go with uh, Dravik under shotgun handoff. Uh, George will go to the left Stiff side. Arm. Yeah, he's nice all the run. way down around the 35-yard line. Again, about eight. Clock is running. They've chosen not to use their timeouts. Uh, thinking ahead, not sure what sort of yeah. leg the, the Notre Dame kicker has. Carmel, Carmel last week, his folks had their... Uh, Hearts ripped out on a play right at the end of the ball game. Let's hope for that doesn't happen here. Big defense. Come on, guys. Drabic uh, shotgun formation. Hand, Hand off, off George, and he's going to the right side on an off tackle. He's brought down. It's going to be a first down at the 42-yard line of Notre Dame. Uh, they got about 50. What, 59 yards to go here. The clock is stopped. There's a mark in to move the chains. 2.15 on the clock. Dravik, shotgun formation. First and 10. 
ball at the 41-yard line, their own 41 for Notre Dame. Dravik barks out the signals, three wide to the right, one in the backfield, George. He hands off to George. Hit immediately Noah. and hit hard at the 40-yard line. It might be a loss of one here. Great play on defense by Carmel. I find it interesting that Notre Dame is not using its timeouts because the clock is not on their side right now. They got 1.45 left, 41-yard line of their own. Drabik and shotgun, takes the ball, snap. Drabik rolls to the right side. There's pressure. He's going to dump it off, and uh, Carmel had the play Incomplete. pretty well surrounded. Incomplete. Other DB there. I can't see that number on the play, but he came flashing forward when that ball was thrown. Uh, what is that, 24? Like Joel Bassara there, number Joel 44 in the safety. 44, great job on his part. And the offensive line, or the defensive line, applied a little pressure on the rollout to kind of force that pass. We're looking at a third and 11 situation for Notre Dame from the 41-yard line. Now we've not yet seen any sort of screen, a bubble screen from Notre Dame, but but no sort of middle screen to the back. You can hear this would be a good time for that. There's Dravik in the shotgun, two to the right, one to the left. He drops back, and here's screen a throw. Pass. It's a screen pass to George, and Carmel's got it surrounded. Nice yes, hit. nice play Kept by him in bounds. Kept him in bounds. That's important. Number 55 and 24 on the hit at the sideline. There is no gain on that play. It'll be Jake DeMarco and, and Jake Serwin on the tackle. He was dropped at the 41-yard line. It's going to be fourth and... 10. This is a ball game, Father, in the shotgun formation. Dravik barks it out. Dravik rolls to the right side, and he's got he's got time to throw. He's lofts it to the right side, and it's batted down by Carmel. No and flags. No flags. Carmel will take over on downs, a minute one. And, uh, boy, what a great defensive game tonight for Carmel. Well, we got to remember that uh, Notre Dame's got, what, three timeouts left. Is that right, Joe? Yeah. I can, so I, so I, they can yeah. stop this clock. I, I wouldn't expect the victory formation yet because of the timeouts, but they're going to make them burn them. Yeah, I cannot believe that on a fourth and ten, on a down that they're going to go for it, they don't at least take a timeout, try to get the kids composed, and uh, show a better effort than that. That was a, a tough coaching call on that point. I would have called a timeout myself on that one. Here's Strutzel under center, and uh, Strutzel's got a handoff to Tramiel, who's got uh, Gain of one. maybe one. He went right up the middle. That clock keeps on running. There's a timeout by Notre Dame. They burn their first one with 54.6 seconds. It is Carmel over Notre Dame, 10-8. to What a great ball game here at Mundelein. Yeah, it's something else here. We got a we got us a barn burner here. You know, from Carmel's offensive perspective, their star player was Rondell Jamison, a three-year starter, and he's been out uh, for the last couple weeks. He's obviously he's out tonight, and he's out the rest of the season. That's tough, you know, because you you went into the season with a game plan that focused around him. Yeah, Rondell had his sights set on breaking the career rushing record, and, and obviously he's going to fall short. As uh, If he makes it back at all this year, they'll have to get deep into the playoffs for him to do so. You are listening to the All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI Antioch, 88.5 FM, Catholic Radio. And here we start again with 54 seconds left in this ball game, and it seems like uh, Carmel is going to come out and make Notre Dame burn their timeouts 
and hopefully keep rushing the football, hold on to it here for the win. Here we go, Strutzel uh, under center, barks out the signal. Strutzel, he's got a pitch, pitch to, the right. to Zaire Barnes. Zaire Barnes covers up that ball nicely, and he's tackled at about the 38-yard line. We have it. Clock is stopped at 47.4 seconds left. Carmel up 10 to 8. Uh, it'll present a third and seven situation. We have another timeout by Notre Dame. So we have some time to go to our sponsors here as Mark reads uh, where we're coming from. Are you enjoying this all star high school football game of the week? Did you know that? You can listen to it later on demand. Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org. Click on Listen, then Programming. That's WSFICatholicRadio.org. Listen, then Programming. So what do you think, Joe? Uh, 48 seconds left. They're going to kind of see one timeout left for Notre Dame. They'll probably have one more. But it would be nice to get a first down because you can burn that all, all the way. You don't have a chance for a run back, for a punt. Um, they got two more downs here, so it's third and seven. They got two more uh, running downs if they want to go to fourth down. Yeah, if they get a first down here, the the clock will stop while the chains are moved. But Notre Dame will have only one timeout left. They'll be able to take a knee and uh, go celebrate. Here we go, Strutzel under center, barking out the signals. Strutzel. He's got Abrams in the backfield. Strutzel drops the snap. He picks, picks it, it up, up, though. But he went to a yeah. knee, and he's yeah. down yeah. immediately. But a nice job of getting on the ball right away. For a loss of one. He trapped that ball. It was a bad exchange between the center and the quarterback. Could have been a wet ball. We don't know. But the thing is, is he went to his knee and picked it up. That is down immediately. Uh, we have another timeout on the field by Notre Dame. Their last timeout, I believe, with 42.6 seconds left. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio invites you to their fifth annual fall benefit and fundraiser on Friday, November 4th at Mundelein Seminary, located at 1000 East Maple Avenue, Mundelein, Illinois. Doors open at 6 p.m. and the event will feature a live and silent auction, including fantastic seats to the Bears and Packers matchup at Soldier Field and dinner with keynote speaker, His Excellency George Rassis. Auxiliary Bishop of Chicago. To make reservations, call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit WSFICatholicRadio.org and click on events. That's WSFICatholicRadio.org. Then click on events. Looks like uh, the Corsairs are out. Fourth and eight. 42 seconds left to play, and they have their punt formation on the field. We've seen some pretty awful punts here. Hopefully he can get a nice one off and pin him back and get into coverage. Good snap. Here's the kick. And Not a bad punt. Yeah, this one's a good one. Oh, he picks yeah. it up. Yeah, they got him. He's immediately it. hit. No, it's going to be forward progress, yeah. probably at the one. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the fans they, they tackled him in the end zone, and they were celebrating, but you're right. Uh Notre, bounced off of Notre Dame here with 31 seconds to play, down by two. They are at their own one-yard line, and they have to go 99 yards to score. And they have no timeouts left yeah, on the not field. A, not a timeout in their pocket. 
uh, the Carmel defense has to be really careful about trick plays, uh, a uh, hitch and pitch here, a, a hook and ladder, hook and, ladder. And, and a double pass. Uh, we Ready got for it last week. Wasn't that the roughest, one of the roughest games I've ever watched? Double pass would be a very hard call in the end zone yeah. here. Two the hook and ladder is a call. It. Let's go, guys. Here we go. Drabik in the shotgun. He pitch and boom! Hit it immediately. Nice yeah. shot, Demarco. Nice. And immediately at the six-yard line and driven out of bounds. The clock stops at 27 seconds. That was a great hit by DeMarco uh, and drove his feet. He wants to win this ball game. What do you think, guys? Yeah, DeMarco's playing beautifully. He rarely leaves the field uh, tonight. and uh, I know it means a lot to be on the game. Here we go. Uh, pitch, uh, uh, hook, and lat hook. Uh, As the clock runs. Uh, hook. Uh, that was an out pass on the far side of the field. Caught it. And it looks like the chains will move, so therefore the clock stops momentarily with 20.2 seconds, and now it starts. Drabik in the shotgun, two to the right, two to the left. Here's, throws to the right side, and it's pushed out of bounds right away. George Kern uh, on the coverage. 14 Down seconds 14 left. 14 seconds left in the ball, 14.1 seconds left. Carmel leading 10 to 8, and uh, the coverage is, is tight. It's kind of neat. The end zone is surrounded in those blue uh, shirts, the police and fire shirts they're wearing tonight. Here we go, guys. 14, 14 seconds left. One seconds. Drabik, shotgun. Drabik drops back. He's looking. He's got lots of time to throw. Boy. And here's the throw. Picked, picked off. off. Number 53 for Carmel. And that is a, a very nice grab. Jimmy Harvey. Jimmy Harvey. 4.2 seconds left in the ball game. Uh, it is 10 to 8. It looks like Carmel is probably going to be going to their victory formation, taking a knee, and this ball game is over. That's great defense by Carmel. You know, the, the, the important thing there is don't give them anything big. Let them catch a ball underneath, and all they can do, unless they break a tackle or tackles, is... is uh, is eat up the clock, and that's exactly what happened. Great play by Jimmy Harvey there. It looks like this ball game is going to end at a 10 to 8 score uh, here with 4.2 seconds left. All they have to do is snap the ball and take a knee. The clock cannot be stopped. Um, Carmel has defeated a 4 and 1 ball club here uh, and done a great job on defense. And who do you think the player of the game is there, Joe? Oh boy, that's a that's a tough call. Zaire Barnes has done a really nice job both ways, and uh, you know I'd lean in the direction of someone yeah. who plays both ways. Yeah, it's tough. I agree, Zaire Barnes, and he was our WSF Five Player of the Week, and I, I think that's an excellent choice. Well, we are here at Mundelein at Carmel High School, and it's ten to eight. Uh, Zero, zero, zero on the clock. Time is over, and Carmel with the victory. They defeated Notre Dame, which was a four and one ball club. They were two and two and three. Is that correct, Joe? Yeah. So they even. And up now they're three and three at five hundred. But what a wonderful ball game that is. And on to Marion uh, Central Catholic in Woodstock next week, October seventh. WSFI will be there. Uh, the final score, uh, right. So join us next week when Carmel travels to Marion Central to take on the Hurricanes. The broadcast will start at 7 o'clock with Huddle Up. Right now, from Carmel Catholic High School, it's time to say goodnight. I'm Mark Curran. Father Michael Leitner, would you close us out in prayer?
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we ask that you bless all the players, especially in their victory and also in their loss. Lord, keep them all healthy. We especially pray today for all law enforcement and first responders. We ask the intercession of St. Michael to keep them safe, to bring them home at night, to bring them home to their families, and to bring peace on the streets. Let your peace of your heart, Lord Jesus, reign. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Keep Jesus in your heart and keep prayer in your lips. Amen. This is WSFI Antioch. Thank you for listening to the All-Star Catholic High School Football Game of the Week. Up next, it's Night Prayer of the Catholic Church, followed by your regularly scheduled programming. Thank you.